previously on Martini John. Then, I, you know, we finally decided I don't say anything, and I watched that, and I was worried, right? You're always worried about those movies from the 80s that you really loved. Right. <laughs> they're going to oh, be, be horrible. They'll yeah, be like horrible. Either the comedy just, up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Either it's just not like the, the comedy isn't as good as you remember, uh, or like there's some giant racist element that you are aware of. <laughs> right, or date <laughs> rape all of a sudden. Exactly. Is, that's yeah. why you have to we're watch We're looking at you, of, 16 Candles. That's why you have to watch <laughs> a lot of pretentious art movies because you know Amen. 50 years Amen. they'll still look great welcome back martini giant fans this is episode number 80 which is dune from 1984 directed by david lynch and we pair that with dune from 2021 directed by dennis villeneuve before i get into this i do want to so note that we are actually releasing this podcast not on our normal Wednesday release, but we're actually doing it on a Tuesday release. And we're doing that because we want people to be able to enjoy this, including ourselves, during the holiday uh, Thanksgiving uh, week. So if you're traveling, maybe you'll want to listen to our Martini Giant uh, episode while you're traveling. So anyway, that is why we're doing it uh, a little bit early. Also because I'll be traveling during the time that we normally release it. So figure we give it out early. Okay, Dune versus Dune. As you would expect, we have a lot of debate on this. Lots of interesting conversation happens on this. No, no one, no yelling, no yelling. Don't worry, then go that way. But it is a really good conversation and it's a very important part of, I think, the kind of movies that uh, we all love to talk about the relevance of what that means. Not just, of course, about the movie itself, but also about filmmaking today and a bunch of other things. These are the things I got interested in talking about. Anyway, hopefully you guys will enjoy this. A couple of notes here. Uh, holidays are coming up, as you guys know. And if you would like to go and get some Martini Giant merch for the holidays, you should go ahead and do that. So just go to martinigiant.com and check out our store section, which is links to our Threadless store, and you can buy a bunch of stuff there. I know Eric is going to be putting some new things up there, and you should totally check that out. I do want to note, however, because this is done through Threadless, it takes a couple of weeks before the things arrive because they basically, you know, print these things on demand. So depending on what you're getting, you may have to wait a couple of weeks. So make sure if you want to get this for the holidays or you want someone to get it for you for the holidays, give them a link soon so that they can go ahead and order that now before it's too late. But you should enjoy your Martini Giant merch uh, for the holidays as it comes up. Either way, if you're in the U.S., please enjoy this Thanksgiving uh, and enjoy this episode of Dune versus Dune. It's going to be a good one. I could feel it because I watched the new Dune three times. Three times. I've also seen it three times. I'm very well, I feel like a minorite. I have because um, I've seen it two times. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it uh, one time in the theater and two times on the on the on the non-theater that I, I saw have it, I saw it on HBO once. And then the second time I saw it as a shadow puppet play. Oh, that's so great. The one on oh, fourth street. Yep. Yeah. So good. Those guys are unbelievable. And the Sandler. I know. Cool. Like that was so articulate. How'd it was just like that? 19 different pieces. Wow. Yep. Really, really amazing. And all, and all just with cardboard boxes. Really yep. shocking. Really great and, work. And a, a flashlight. Flashlight. Yep. Yeah. Yep, not bad. Ah, uh, Jason's here. There we go. Okay, okay. Now we gotta go. Right. Now it's getting serious. Here we are. Not that it wasn't yeah. serious before. There we are. 
Yes. Hello, everybody. Hello, uh, Connor and Cloud 297. Uh, and okay, I'm all set up. Hands free. Everything has been social media. And uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying a sweet iced tea that looks like a whiskey. Is it a sweet tea? It's way too sweet. It is overly sweet. Is it like like a southern sweet tea? It is. Yeah, yeah. It tastes like why most is it here? Like um, a like a like a subway train going by. <laughs> it's like going to Paltrow's house in seven. <laughs> I don't know. Deep cuts. All right. Let's see. <laughs> I know what you talked about, but I'm still trying to wonder why am I? That sounds like a freaking freight train going by. There we are. Hello, everybody. You have joined Martini Giant. And this is the portion of the show where we chit chat about stuff. Before, while people are slowly well, entering well, the theater. people trickle in. Is the idea. Yeah, it's kind of like the overture part of the theaters right. back in the 50s, right? right? Exactly. This is yeah. this get you in the mood. Like, get yeah, your yeah. seat. Come on. I, say, I know I miss overtures. Code. I actually, when I watch Lawrence of Arabia, I watch, I put on the entire overture while I'm just getting snacks and stuff, which is what you're supposed to do in an overture. That's the whole idea. Yeah, I wish the movie still had. How this. long is the overture? Like, oh, it's six? only like yeah, it's like two or three minutes, four minutes long. But I it's great. It was six minutes. Is it six? Yeah, it's like it's uh the whole idea was to get everyone in. Well, the Lawrence of Arabia was Lawrence, six. Yeah, but... yeah, Lawrence of Arabia is six minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, six. But, but now, but, now yeah. our 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 overture now is Pepsi ads, and that does not put me in no. the mood to watch a movie. That puts no. me in the mood to be. Go to your phone now. Type in code oh, 794. God. Yeah, no good. And take advantage of all the great stuff. Yeah, ah, good. This is good Good content for for the, the nature of this podcast that we're about to talk about. The wonderful oh. experiences of being in movie theaters. Although I have and to... You know I, what? Go ahead. I, I realized something. While I was watching, I realized what was the death of the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Chris? What? Me? I was the death of the movie theater? No. What? Because uh, when I was watching Dune for the third time, Dan, mm -hmm. just so you know that I'm not, you know, I care. So hold on. I'm going to pause this. I realized I put my, you know, my new noiseless, noise-canceling headphones on, mm -hmm. and I watched in my studio here. It was a theater-like experience. I think noise cancellation helped oh, with the yeah, knife. Into sure. Like, yeah. I was thinking, God, this is pretty damn good sound yep. it's really immersive right. and, yeah, and now I'm you sitting have on the couch in my studio watching dune on a, a vizio television but it was like right. that's not bad that's pretty great I, that's so great have stuff. the head tracking so that you can get full immersive sound too that's, that's nice. but you see that's the kind of stuff where it's like we don't need to we don't need to drive and overpay for snacks well, like I would say, like I, the this is the we're going we're going way too deep into this. No, no, this <laughs> right. is, I think this we can't because this is, good, because this is, this is this gonna is be a big part of it. No, 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 no. You somebody brought it up and I snapped to it with a typical ADD fashion. But I'm just saying, I that's now you you got I, to the meat of the the the, the discussion. But that's here, I realized that's really the problem. I um, like in making it so immersive. Sorry, Dan. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I uh, I went to the new look theater in monrovia um which is uh just past pasadena near mars <laughs> uh but it was an excellent theater and uh it was actually a perfect experience it was like a everything was great the crowd was like awesome like the service was great the projection was great the sound was perfect that was i was it was a nice 
this is why I don't go to say the AMC theaters, which are uh, a little bit, well, actually they're a little bit further away, but like AMC, though they have like the big fancy seating and all that stuff, like the crowd that goes to AMC at the mall is, I'm not going to pay money to see movies with that crowd because huh. that's what makes it a lousy experience. But instead I went, you know, to uh, the cute, cute little downtown Monrovia, which is a, uh, a, a small and lovely little uh, uh, main street. And the theater was, is strangely huge. Uh, and it was, uh, it was absolutely terrific. It was, it was a really nice, uh, like I, I, for a refurbished theater, it was, it was an A plus. But you can see the point, like, as technology keeps busting out, it's going to be really hard to draw people in. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, I think that there's like, there is, um, like, there's no, like, until I can actually have uh, a, a completely realistic virtual reality experience of being in a room full of 100 people who want to see the movie and are excited and the screen actually looks like it's 60 feet wide, like going to a theater that does that is still the gold standard of watching a movie. And it's, I think that's sort of like, it's hard to argue it in its perfect condition. It's also hard to get the perfect conditions. I think that is yeah. the problem. Like it's okay. difficult to find a theater that isn't, uh, tainted by you know everything that people rightly complain about about movie theater going as it is right now, but the culture of going to the movies is um, is uh, like it's both super expensive to do it and it is crazy. Uh, it's like it's they're not advertising to people that want to go to movies; they're advertising to people that want to waste time while their kids are at the mall or waste time while they're at the mall because they're kids, and like that yeah. doesn't help anybody. So that's why that's why all that shit's falling apart. But like, I am psyched that uh, that it's cheaper and cheaper to get your home theater to a, you know, like within fifty percent of that experience. A fight and range. Fight and range for sure. Like, I, I definitely encourage that. And like the the thing that like just in terms of my uh, of you know the home experience of Dune versus the theater experience of Dune, I was just like it. It was interesting to see like. I obviously, I mean, I've, I've said it online already how much I love the movie. The ways that I appreciated the movie in both circumstances were very different. Like huh. the, the tone of the experience was different. And I think that's really interesting. Huh. So we'll, well get to I, that part. We're not going to get yeah, to the meat of it now. I, just I, say I definitely setup. agree with you on that. And seeing it for the third time with the headphones, I don't know mm -hmm. why I just clued in on it since I own the headphones, but I was like, right. oh, why don't I try this? It was different. It was great. Right. Like the that's sound a, mix was damn good. And I was like, oh, this yeah, is like, incredible. The, 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 stereo, the stereo setup at the, uh, the new theater I went to was just like so, like it was, it wasn't like floor it loud. It was just, just loud enough to yeah. bring the big guns when it needed to. Uh, and it was so, it was so completely immersive uh, that it, like uh, from the opening sort of sound gag they do like the everybody shut up <laughs> like the whole audience is like oh i guess we're paying attention to this now and uh, yeah. it was it was extremely effective really 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 great but um but yeah so other than that before we get into the meat and potatoes how is everybody doing uh i'm trying to change my facebook password because someone might have hacked me oh <laughs> shit i didn't think you really? found that until much later yeah <laughs> hold on you keep talking guys keep talking it's all right, it's all right. how have you been eric I've been okay. Thank you for asking. Uh, 
you know, busy week, but good week and, you know, with work and so forth. And then watching the movies and I felt a little bad, Dan, honestly, I felt like, oh man, I really rained on Dan's movie because this is a big, did you see that image I gave you? Uh, no, one? I did not. Did, what, did you send an image? I sent an image for promo. Oh, I did not get it. I'm sorry. I maybe I think my, saw it. my phone's Gmail is that. Oh, I see it now. There it is. I'm sorry that I missed it. There it is. It's great. So we'll put that up. Sorry, yeah, I, I did it on my I did it on my phone, and my phone's Gmail is a little bit sluggish to sync. So I did not uh, I did not get in time for the promo, but hey. that is perfectly done. Look at that. I am right in there. I didn't even know. EGZ two nine three has joined us. I just want to say hi. Oh, that's uh, EGZ. And I know I saw that Zap Anderson has started following us, which, first of all, why is Zap Anderson just starting to follow us now? He should have been following us a long time ago. <laughs> We've been on for so long. We've been Zap. on this a lot. And so uh, it sounds like, uh, anyway, this is going to be good. Um, hey, you know, I just, uh, I had an interesting morning. This morning I decided because there was a meeting I normally have on Saturday mornings, which uh, what I didn't have this morning. I decided to go down and uh, fish the L.A. River. Which oh, is yeah. my new my new thing. No, I just and, want to say to listeners that that is not a euphemism. Euphemism. He is actually going and doing that. It sounds. I like am actually fly fishing the LA River, <laughs> looking for carp. And I did see some really big carp. I didn't hook into one, but I did see some big one, and it was a really cool to do that. Right. But uh, I uh, it was a little bit early in the morning, and there was this homeless guy who started approaching me with these big white tubes in his hand and he and I was like what's going on but I was trying to say be nice to him and he was basically offering me some saltines for breakfast oh that's it nice. was very nice of him yeah his name was cool. Walter we chatted yeah. for a while <laughs> yeah and I mean like there's like uh LA keeps on trying to um uh get everybody out of there but the the the, the and it's an extensive homeless community down there and there's a there are some sort of semi-permanent encampments which are basically just like small functional towns uh, yeah, it's called right a shanty town, man. Shanty town, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it exists in, mo in like, a lot of third world countries, like, yeah. which we're slowly becoming. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But yeah, like yeah, there's, you know, like these are just <laughs> these are just folks that are in, you know, they're in a lousy position. Yeah, but, uh, yeah exactly. They're 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 like they're they're actually trying to have a life and share their life with people. It's often the case. Yeah. First of all, I would <clears> like <throat> to note that EGZ has subscribed oh for nice three job. months on prime thank you so much buddy that is very uh, nice. we, we really appreciate we it yes yes and so therefore eric we owe him a drawing that's right i will do a drawing that's we excellent. will do a drawing for you for egz uh, yeah so remember to uh pot uh, to send us so if you would like that drawing uh please please uh send us an email podcast at martinigiant.com you know letting us know that you subscribed and uh, i'll have eric send out a drawing and you uh, we need a mailing an address a mailing address so please give us a mailing address and we will uh, go ahead and uh you know put you on there podcast uh, at martinajohn.com yep podcast at martinajohn.com right so yes just give us a mailing address and we will put it in a mail put a stamp on it even to international countries is not a problem. We can do that. <laughs> so we should use this. We should use this moment to say, please subscribe. Like, uh, please, please subscribe. Please yes. join us on Twitch and please spread the word about us uh, on on uh, on Facebooks, etc. Um, and uh, and uh, let people know that we uh, try to do this every uh, more or less every Saturday. We do you know, either the show as it is, and we talk about movies that we've seen, uh, or we do a watch party, uh, which is basically 
you know, you hook your prime um, service to your um, to Twitch and you can watch a movie with us. And then we all make fun of it together. They're usually really bad movies. Although I promise never to recommend a movie as bad as communion again for everyone. Oh who my God. That. <laughs> yeah. that set the floor. Hellraiser was pretty floor. good. I think Hellraiser I gotta say Hellraiser, Hellraiser was fun. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was exactly the right zone. So, and if you do have any suggestions for that, please send them to us. Uh, you can hit us at Martini Giants on Twitter. You can hit us at uh, Martini underscore Giant on Instagram or the aforementioned uh, podcast at martinigiant.com. And we want to, let's get it out of the way at the head of the podcast in case you don't get to the end um, because <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dune bloodbath. Please talk about us on social media. Uh, I was going to say Dune Sandbath, but that's Sandbath. Sandblast. What a Dune bag you are. What a Sandblast <laughs> that was. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yes, new subscribers here on Twitch uh, uh, that join us, uh, join us in the Twitch chat uh, do get a free drawing from Eric. Uh, as he, as he, uh, although I, uh, like, I don't know if he's got uh, time to do it today, but he does normally sketch well. I will do well. my best tonight. Yeah. Yes. yeah tonight, today true. I'm focused on this because this was a big one. Yeah. Because you love it so much. This, I'm excited. I'm excited. To, like, I'm, this is, this is my feeling. It's just like, first of all, I want to say that I'm excited that regardless of how people feel about the new one, I'm glad that this has caused so many people to watch the old one because I think that that, though it's, like it's it's a clunky movie with lots of problems. It's also totally fucking incredible. <laughs> like that is a well, really really fascinating yeah. movie. Like, Both a... movies were very interesting to me. Yeah, and it really seeing them. I saw you know the new one, then the old one, then the new one. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, and um, and seeing like okay, how did they tell the story? Right. Right. First of all, it makes you realize how freaking efficient. The first movie is, which is still seems slow. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it, it, it is like, I think that David, like there is, on. I'm going to say this, right? Up, like you should go, I'll, I'll try and put the link out on Twitter again. I put it out a couple of times. There's a guy who did a fan edit of the old Dune, Lynch's Dune. Right. Which tries to fill it out in the way that Lynch talked about it actually being. Uh, because famously David Lynch was, I mean, David Lynch hates that movie. And doesn't like to even talk about it at all, and huh. uh, and he is he's he, you know he's angry he and embarrassed. Yeah, he Alan right? Smithy like because because essentially his um like he had a great he had a grand vision for it and uh, you know a, a three a three and a half hour screenplay or whatever it is to cover it and um and uh, Dino De Laurentiis who is a who's who is also a marvelous producer of great Italian film, um but a trash producer of lots of bad movies also. Uh, decided to put the screws to Lynch and make him cut it down so it was much more Star Wars-y uh, and basically took it out of Lynch's hands and from David Lynch's that's, point of view destro destroyed the final edit and he wanted his name taken off of it. And, that's uh, really interesting because I it was produced by Raffaella who yep. I used to work for. And is in the movie, right? Raffaella plays yeah, one of I, the, Reverend, the Reverend Mothers. That's right. Yep. And it's like I'm watching this but we worked on uh, Sky Captain together for two years, and I mm -hmm. shared an office with her. Um, and that's kind of what happened with Sky Captain. It was kind that's of taken away. Yeah, it's because I think that like the the uh, uh, the De Laurentiis is uh, like they have extraordinary because they also produced um, you know like uh, uh, well, I think Dolce Vita you know and stuff like that. So, like, yes. they they have extraordinary taste in 
in art film, essentially. And I'm sure that's what attracted them to David Lynch. You know, at that point, he had done Eraserhead and um, uh, Elephant Man, right? Um, and so when they, they had their art hat on, when they said, oh, we should get David Lynch to do this crazy your book. Art hat. Yeah, you know, and uh, but then slowly their, their you know, their let's make money hat <laughs> got put on and uh or, and they or i think it was more like oh shit we got to do star wars hat. Yeah, oh shit we got to do star wars exactly and like the and so in particular the last act of the lynch's dune is is pretty pretty hacked uh but oh that God. being yeah like that being said the uh there's a the online if you go to youtube and look up i think it's the guy's name is spice diver that's his handle so look up spice diver dune edit and watch the latest version of that. It is that is my preferred copy of Dune. Like that, it, it is. It fills it out in a very Lynchian way. It fills in on the story so it it flows and makes sense, and it really heals a lot of the the major problems of that of that picture. And I think that like it's a uh, it's been was, underrated for so long because it really made I, a big impact on me. I was amazed though on the I I saw three times the new one. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to the Lynch one, and it's um, they really explain for non-sci-fi, uh, the what is it, Frank Herbert? Yeah, yeah, books. right. Like they explain, whereas the current one, they don't give that background, that history. Oh yeah, they. they and you know, don't know someone yeah. on the screen. I talking. felt like when I watched it, it was like. We're going to assume you watched the first one, so you've already gotten an explanation. It was four fans, <laughs> which goes back to what Chris was saying, that it's a sequel. You know, you said it was going to be, because the ending does kind of leave you, like, to be continued. Oh, of course. Right, right, right. I mean, it's the franchisee. The, the movie is called Part One. Right. I so understand that. I understand that. We'll get to that, that, that portion of the one. But I do want to say one thing about the ending of the, of the first one real quick. Mm -hmm. It was weird because Brady was watching it, right? And I'll hear, I always like it when I see it with fresh minds who have no idea what they're saying, right? For right. exactly the context that we're just saying, right? And he's like, when he sees the, the you know, his, his sister and all the stuff they're doing and they're talking about how is this possible, blah, 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 you know, and they're like, and he looks at him and he's like, they sound like evil people. <laughs> it's this doesn't sound like what a hero should say. Yeah, this exactly. sounds what like a villain should say. That's, that's curious that he'd say that. Do you, I mean, I yeah. know, do, do you guys know, I mean, do you know, I, I, this is spoiler territory. Do you know where this story goes? Like in the, in the next, like in the, both the back half of this book, but also in the sort of the final third, like if they make all three <clears throat> appropriate Dune movies, which would be right. Dune, Dune one, because like when Dune was published, it was more, this is, I'm, I'm sort of, this isn't completely true, but this is more or less true, is like Dune the novel that you see that, that was published is sort of the, uh, it was published in the same way The Lord of the Rings was published, where the publisher was just like, we can't publish all this fucking stuff at once, dude. Like we, you got to, Break this up a little bit and so uh doing the first book uh is not the complete story of paul atreides you have to read the next book dune messiah which initially was when he was originally laying it out is the that's the that's the full book like that if you dune plus dune messiah is the full dune experience and if right. they actually get to do that right the the direction this story goes is the probably the opposite of what people expect at this moment from the story right like it's the diametric opposite like Did it is he get to write every single book before he died he uh he wrote six books and uh so like i would say the first the first two 
for me are terrific. Like those are the great ones. The third one is very good. And the fourth one is a little long, but really, really interesting and sort of completes the point of what he's trying to get at. And then there's the next couple of books after that are like, they, they set up a lot of stuff that he never really gets to finish himself. And it doesn't sort of, sort of like get lots of, lots of big ideas, lots of really crazy ideas that are very hard to film. And uh, then after that, his son takes it over and it becomes a less, yeah, it's a less interesting series after that for me. So, mm -hmm. but the, but the first, the first couple of books are like, you know, are, are a huge part of my own development as a reader. And I've gone back and read them many times since. And, you know, it's there, it's really baked into my brain, you know, this, this material. So I think that like, it is, I think, it, you know, it's right to kind of say like, you know, because I can't, it's impossible for me to come at these movies from an outside perspective. Like I could, I know the story backwards and forwards. Um, but what I do think is interesting is that this is a legitimate hit now. Like, and most people in the country love it and have never read the book. So I think it's really curious that like the, like I'm, I'm happy to see that people are like, like so far from the numbers in the second weekend are going back to see it again. Uh, even though they don't know anything about the books. Well, there's a lot of things. It's, there's a lot of things that are going on. Yeah, to me, it feels. It was interesting going back to listen to to watch the the uh, the the, the, the uh, David Lynch, sure. Dune because I remembered it. You know, I remember, I remember seeing that a long time ago, and I was like, "This is really confusing. There's just too much going on." Right? Yeah. It's jam that, that book, that that movie is jam packed. <laughs> it was really hard to. But then when I watched it now, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so they they really kind of explain it to you like you're a baby, right? Like like there, there's they, so much stuff put in there, and like so much like vocal explanation as to what's happening." Yes. yes especially the all the internal monologues going mm -hmm. on all the internal voices right. like that's just it was a lot of it like right. everything is explained 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 right. explained explained well and when uh, did, I don't, did you see it when you're in uh, when, well, like when you're a kid in the theater because I, I did right and yeah did did you get the pamphlet i was no. <laughs> yeah i had it for years they gave me a, a pamphlet like a little booklet at the front door of definitions of all the new words and all the okay. new things and like they hand it out just before you go in the theater and the theater is dark <laughs> you're just like uh well if i need to know this i'm kind of screwed luckily i go to the lobby yeah. yeah yeah exactly uh like i you know i had already read the book by that point but uh but yeah like I, but everyone else around me was like what the fuck is this thing this doesn't make any sense well uh, connor uh, uh says that the story would have been better serves as a 10 episode series on television with a budget of marvel disney plus etc Yes. <laughs> well, that's well. This is a very good question because there's there's two different answers to or, that. Or I, I think make it make, or you just make it into a complete story. <laughs> Which well, like this this I, we talked about this before the show that we talk is, about I, this. I, last I, week. I, yeah, like I'm not I'm, not, I'm going to say this without uh, ladling any judgment on it. Your point of view is this movie is hurt by its uh, perceived franchising nature that is making you wait on a story that it, you shouldn't have to wait on hmm. it's not that it no 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 
no, no, no. I am actually going to say the exact words that you said to me for years. Hit it. Movie theaters should have a beginning and an end. Movie theater experiences. I'm tired of just wait till next episode, right? right? Sure. You mentioned that constantly and how you uh, basically I, sta I stand by streaming. that firmly. Streaming I stand, is stand the evil firmly. because it's making, it's a recruiting franchise Completely. and it's doing this. And Completely. I don't want to make a mini series. I want to make a complete film with a beginning yes. and well, an end. And well, this it, it, not just to interject, <laughs> and a mini series is a complete story, right? Yes, as right. a mini series. So, right, and so a mini series is a complete story. And and a and what like what I was complaining, what I complained about when I complained about that, and I still complain about that, is the way that cliffhangers, 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 and not even cliffhangers. <laughs> it's the fact that there's a like what is what is the problem of that kind of storytelling, right? Which is essentially uh, there's two forms in, in TV. There's two forms of storytelling. There's episodic, which means the story happens within the episode, and then there's um, I forgot what the term is, but anyway, like continual storytelling in which they just it just it's just open-ended forever right and the second kind is trash it's not storytelling like that's nonsense like it seems like a story and the only what it really is is an ad for the next ad for the next ad for the next ad yeah so and so like i totally this, stand this, by this this but you, this you, is you, like this this movie like as i know that there's like this this is a book that is being yeah. made right this is like so you know that you're basically saying it's like the Lord of the Rings thing, right? Well, yeah, or like it's like I'm, I'm saying I understand the I understand the frustration set up by so many like like Marvel is now doing this professionally now with its own movies, like right. the one I, when I saw Black like I did not like Black uh, Widow at all. I thought that was a garbage movie. Like it was just like it's all very well made. Like there's nothing sure. wrong with it. But there is absolutely nothing in it that I had not seen before in Marvel movies already. And I was just like, you're uh, just wants to see something they haven't seen before. That's the whole point of going to a Marvel film. <laughs> exactly. Like the whole it, point of going to Marvel film is order a Star Wars film. Right. Make sure that I see the Millennium this, Falcon, yes. Chewbacca is, flying yeah. the Millennium Falcon, right. and like, I'm good. You know, like, right, I, I, it's, I, I, like, I don't care about the rest. Right. Because like, with, I mean, there's Marvel films that I absolutely love that I really, really love. My favorite Marvel films are Ragnarok and Doctor Strange. And uh, Winter Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, yeah, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, it's totally yeah. terrific fucking movies that work all by themselves. I did not them. expect Ragnarok to be like something. And uh, what's even weird about Ragnarok is that it grows on you. It just oh, keeps it's terrific, man. That movie just keep watching it over hell, and over. Funny as hell, super creative, loved it. And same yeah. with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is like that's my favorite weird. single what one-off Marvel film because like it doesn't follow. Like it has a lot of the same Marvel setups. But the way it plays out, it tries to not do the Marvel thing. It's like, how do we end this in a way that isn't a giant blue meme in the sky? You know, like, <laughs> how can we get creative and, like, really make this emotional and clever simultaneously? And mm. I, I can rewatch that thing a million times. It's totally great. So I'm not just bitch slapping all Marvel films when I say this. But I want to watch something like yeah. Black Widow. Black Widow is, like the human centipede of marvel films i'm just like this is like we are now eating what ourselves. are you talking about human centipede <laughs> is a really good film no no no, no, no. i'm not comparing it to the movie which is good i'm comparing it to a human centipede <laughs> like like oh I like we were just, we're just indulging it and like just passing it down the line yes exactly yes. that that is it that is a trash that's a trash movie and like and like if people i'm not trying to take it away like for this is just for me i'm not saying trying to take love away from if you love the movie please love the movie and don't let me convince you otherwise um but like th that's where i hit a wall not because it wasn't well made but because i was like 
I I'm you're feeding me soup that I already ate. <laughs> like this is just not working. But that's and their so, whole model. That's their whole model. And that's the that is the TV slash vaudeville model. That is not the streaming model. Streaming is different. But and streaming has changed because it's now miniseries based. And that's really, and I've talked about this before, that's all I wanted is just finish your fucking story. Right. You know, like like I'll I'll, 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 give, you, I'll give you I'll give you that I'll give you that I was uh, I'll give you that as an argument about it. However, <clears throat> and it's and it, I know it's this is it, it, this is not this specific movie, but it's just the feeling of Hollywood a little bit right now. Oh yeah, like Hollywood feels like it's trying to build franchises around everything. It's awful. <laughs> it's and, awful. And and I don't want Dune to feel like a franchise i feel it. and it's, I totally it's I totally feeling agree. like it a little right. bit you know well, i think i think that oh, certainly yeah. the studio the studio would like to treat it like that for sure and that's of course they, they want another mark we right. need to compete with marvel we need to compete with like, marvel we the need sooner to, they can fuck it let marvel some... own let's let marvel own all the amc theaters and just then i know not to that's go fun. there i think that's a great solution dude that that's actually <laughs> that's actually a very that's solution. that's the two-state mm. solution we need for film because i'm just like right. that, like this is like I, i'm not because like if you like that stuff then i don't want to get in your way i want you to love it you know but like yeah i don't want to have to like your business should not interfere with my business like right. we should both be able to uh, identify like i like this stuff you like this stuff never the twain shall meet there we go right you know? and like and, but the thing is like uh, from the studio's point of view uh i think you're totally right like the way that they're talking about dune just even in the trades like you can tell that they're just like as was as soon as we can disconnect denny villeneuve from this movie like we are opening the Dune floodgates for Why? Why would Dune Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> like because they want they they because they know that Marvel is not going to last right. forever. Listen, they do. This is a thing, right? right. It's just no. like we discussed. They know that people only go see things that have already seen before. Yes. And if they did something new, and a lot of people went to go see it, then they're just going to keep doing that thing. Absolutely. Because they're going to say, "Oh, we're going to capitalize on it, capitalize on it, capitalize on it." Why? I'm sorry. Why would they get rid of Villeneuve? Whatever. Because he's an artist, dude. Why do you want to deal with that guy? <laughs> Jesus. Like, I mean, he makes movies like Blade Runner. You can't control artists. That again, exactly. Like that's a that's a that's a oh, huge waste right. of that's, money and time. It's heartening. Well, this yeah. this yeah. is like the the thing is like I think that like if they were smart, which they're generally not, you know, just yes. speaking broadly of studios, not of any specific people. Well, they're reactionary, is yes. what they are. Yeah, and so like they the like the reason why Dune to me the reason why Dune is a hit is because it was directed by Denny Villeneuve and it fucking looks incredible. The action's super exciting. Everything about it is super fun and that's why people like it. You know, it's a beautiful artistic event that delivers the sort of the, the action-y stuff that people want to see and is also a, paying attention to other stuff that most, you know, Marvel films don't, right? And that's why people like it. And as soon as they, they're, they're looking at it, just like, oh shit, it's a, it's a hit. So it's a franchise so let's get shitty, you know, third tier directors on mediocre scripts that just yeah, no people, but you know, oh, you puppet, puppet directors. Not, by the way, they had Eric Roth on this one. Oh yeah, absolutely, sure. But the thing is, do you really think they're just going to not have him do the second one? I think that they know right now that would be a big mistake. Just in big terms, mistake. Yeah, like in every way, like there would be a big mistake in terms of like your your second movie would be shitty, uh, but it also like they know that people have an attachment to him being on board. Like there's an, there's like right. people. People are fans like myself of Villeneuve, and if Villeneuve's not involved, my anticipation is going to go down, and that's going to translate to ticket sales. 
like I didn't rush out to see Sicario 2, right? That's right. Nor did I. Yeah. And just like, so I'm, you know, I'm coming along like, I'll see it because it's Dune because I like, I want to see how Dune goes. But if it's not Denny Villeneuve, then like, I'm not going to have, I'm, I'll see it maybe three weeks in, you know, like, like I, I want someone interesting making this thing, like someone who knows what they're doing to make this thing. And, uh, and then, and then I'm on board, but you know, like they, from the studio point of view, they're looking at the, they're looking at the numbers and they look at how Villeneuve is, you know, he's actually, a, you know, as I've, you know, gotten, I've had the pleasure of working with the guy. He's obviously very easy to work with as a, as a person, but the kind of stuff that he makes, it's a fucking miracle that Dune is a hit. Like oh, it's a miracle. Really? It's a miracle. In fact, I, I think we talked about it on the show. I was just like, I don't, I think that thing's going to be a bomb and we're never going to see number two. And I, I think that that was the greatest chance in the world up until uh, this weekend. And they handled it really well by opening globally first and using that as advertisement and building it well. And then it worked. Out. But, uh, but it's like the, from the studio point of view, you don't want, you don't want Villeneuve. You want Michael Bay, you know, and the faster they can do, they can hook that up, the, the better. But let me ask you, well, can I go ask go a ahead, question? Eric. What yeah. made the studios in 1982 or De Laurentiis mm -hmm. make this film? What uh, about Frank Herbert? They're that's like, a good oh, question. Like, because right. the book was what, 59, 57? Yeah, it's 60s, early 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like there's, I mean, Dune had been floated, Dune had been tried to have been made many times. And that, like famously, there's, uh, you know, Jodorowsky was going to try and make uh, uh. a version of it, right, in the 70s. And like, I, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the, like, <laughs> a friend of mine pointed me to a review that I wrote about uh, the movie Jodorowsky's Dune. Uh, and I don't think I've ever written such an angry a piece of work in my life. I was so pissed off at that movie. Like, I was so mad about it. And I reread re it. I'm like, I still feel this way, but I'm not mad. And uh, uh, But uh, I was filled with vitriol over that movie because the movie is very, it's basically a hagiography about Jodorowsky. And what a, you know, like what an artistic genius he is. And, you know, like the studio has just gotten the way. And I'm like, I think he is an artistic genius, you know, but no one was ever going to make your fucking movie, dude. That sounds insane. <laughs> like the idea, like the idea that he, he hadn't ever read the book at all. And he's like, I'm going to make Dune and here's all my storyboards. And he has no idea what the book is about. He's never read it. And he's basically making a Yodorowsky movie. Like that's what he wanted to do. And like, I love, you know, El Topo is amazing and uh, Holy Mountain is amazing. Um, but everyone hopping on board and saying, oh, if only Yodorovsky had made Dune, I'm just like, then you'd have El Topo too. <laughs> Nobody, yep. nobody's like lining up to see El Topo. You know, like these are super fucking weird movies with skin dogs on sticks. That's what you get when you get Yodorovsky movies. Yeah. <clears> and so, <laughs> however, the production, the, the pre-production of that is very famous and detailed in that movie. Um, led to a collection of artists working together like Ridley Scott and H.R. Giger and Pink Floyd cool. and all this stuff that out of that you get Alien and Blade Runner and all these other things that wouldn't have happened without it. But Dune That's was very right. much in the, you know, it was talked about a lot in Hollywood in that time. And as Chris pointed out, like people were looking for the next Star Wars. You know, this is yeah. right off of Return of the Jedi. So it's it's sort of really interesting that like that Dune was in exactly the same place that this Dune is, where it's like there's a major franchise that just closed up shop, and everybody is looking to rush in to fill that power gap, you know. And uh, and Lynch's version 
didn't do that. And this one may have. And so Lynch's version is a failure in, the, in that way. But Chris is, I believe, also completely right that as much as I love this movie, which I completely did, like it does set up for Marvel part two. And like, that's, you know, I don't think that's the great. That's what's, that's it, what scares me a little right. bit. Sure. And the other I'll thing be, that, that, go ahead, Eric, go ahead. Eric. I'll be honest with you though. It's like, I even think that if it was not David Lynch, even in, in the early eighties, mm -hmm. going back and watching that stylistically, okay, maybe that's the origin of steampunk or close to it, but I, I there's, it does not hold up like close encounters, even set design no, and no. costumes and, and, and special and visual effects and acting. It was like a soap opera in space. I was, you it know, was. waiting for the actors to read their lines off of lampshades. The, the Lynch is doing, yeah. Like it's yes. like, yeah. So well, it doesn't that, matter who is directing it. At the same time, at the same time, there is one thing that it has that I don't think the Villeneuve thing Steam. doesn't have. And it quotability. I quote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the old Dune so much more, and I don't remember a single line from Villeneuve. Yeah, like, I think yeah, yeah, I think this is because Villeneuve, Villeneuve is doing something entirely different, and I think this right. is interesting. But like the but Lynch's Dune is to me like it's a shitty version of Dune, but it's a great David Lynch movie. <laughs> Just like it's like, entertaining, so right? I mean, I, I mean, wild. it's like wild at heart in some yeah. ways. So there's a lot yeah. of funky bizarreness in it, yeah. but at the same time, I think there is something operatic about it. And I think he did direct it from, uh, uh, yeah, I think there's something kind of funky and weird about it. It's not as good a film in a lot of ways, but it's at the same time and it is, a, it is kind of interesting. It is, and a, it it was, is a really, it's a wildly inventive movie that almost right. works. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's sort of like in the same zone for me as like, Zardoz or stuff like that, where you're like, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's completely fucking overwhelming. You just like when you see like, and there's a lot of good actors in it that are oh, yeah. not doing their best job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and they're being because they're being directed. Like, I think they're. I think you're right. Like, they're serving two masters, right? Like, one is like, please make this a multi million dollar Star Wars hit. And right. also be in a David Lynch film. And you're just like, right. uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. No idea what that means. Because the, a David Lynch film is not a multi-million dollar franchise. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> and neither is Villeneuve, right? Yeah, no. And that's that's the thing. And so like I, I completely I completely get where you're coming from. Like the, I I'm 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 tapped out. Like I'm glad that Marvel has made the tr transition to TV where I think that's completely appropriate. Like they're making great TV. And they're even weirder. They're making interesting TV. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I did, I did like uh, WandaVision. I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I um, thought that was good. I, I, I haven't seen all of uh, uh, Loki. Uh, uh, Loki, yeah, but it seems or you know Falcon and the Soldier or whatever. Falcon and the Snowman. This is good. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's that's a stuff great is movie. Yeah. Yeah, like this, no, that's Falcon and the Snowman is a really Falcon good movie. and the Snowman. Yeah, <laughs> when Sean Penn puts on the armor for Mom, the first time. <laughs> I worked for the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What not did my son do? Oh, I worked with the CIA. It's really important stuff. <laughs> I just need you to fire away. Okay? Did you see that? Like, did you just temp him into the Captain America suit while you're saying that? It's gonna be fucking great. That's that's a sell. That's a sell. They should do that. He's yeah, so but like he's snorting heroin. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. like a total mess of a human. That was such a great role he did. 
I, I, I love, love that movie. movie. That's what Timothy Hutton We should do that. Uh, we should yeah. get, you know, go back to our paranoia films. We should do that uh, one. Yeah, That's a good know, one. It's like my favorite zone. There is. Oh, I know. He's the yeah. best fuck up in that movie. He's incredible. I mean, like Sean Penn. I love Sean Penn. I, I mean, I, I don't know oh. what he's like in real life, but I think he's one of He's I think he's probably a challenging person to have a conversation yeah. with. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. I don't know. I, I mean, would, I would say true. you are correct. But yeah. like, he is he is in. But so we many. still manage. I mean, we talk to Eric every now and then too. Oh, yeah, hey man, you <laughs> What's all right? It's okay. Every hey, but we get a Shanghai surprise right now and again. That's all right. Yeah. I can put up with that. I want to keep, uh, just real quick. I want to acknowledge some people who are here. Our good friend uh, Alan is here. Hi, Alan. Alan. Good nice. to see you. Yeah. Uh, also would like to acknowledge some other people who are joining in. It seems like maybe for the first time. Uh, so Sophie, Sophie, Sophie Cal, Sophie Cal and sure. Lanara, Lanarale, uh, and Extramar. We gotta go with more pronounceable handles, guys. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> or or get someone to read things that it's not dyslexic and Ex it looks like extra just more. Some... Uh, let's yeah. see, Alan Schneller, yes, uh, Connor McLeod, obviously, yes, and uh, yeah, so, so Sophia Cal, Sophia, Sophia, I don't Sophie know, Cal? but anyway, Sophie welcome. Cal. You're yeah, you're very welcome, uh, and thank you for coming. Um, yeah, no, this is like, uh, uh, I, what, what, do, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to, cause I, I think that the, that like, obviously the general reaction to the new movie has been, uh, good across the country, but like, mm -hmm. uh, how many of you have seen, uh, the old Dune or, or both of these things that we're talking about today? And yeah. what do you feel about, what do you feel about these? And we're very curious about people's opinions on this. Cause like, I think that there's a lot of interesting subdivisions of people's opinions on these movies um yeah. and because like i think that you know i am both a david lynch fan and a Den denny villanda fan and so the right. and i am also like hugely steeped in these books and uh but i've also talked to people <gasps> alan has only seen the new dune oh interesting interesting yeah okay yeah like i uh i yeah uh, he seems both so he's like God. okay excellent yeah. yeah because like i i've talked to a lot of people who have uh read the books who don't like either movie because they don't do the book right. Uh, hmm. You know, and like, cause I think that like the book is so, the books are so evocative, you know, uh, that uh, everyone has their own vision of Dune and what it, what it really is and what, what it looks like and the most important parts and uh, things that are missing in either version that they want to see more of and all that kind of stuff. And so it really, uh, the more you know about it, like, you get into that Harry Potter land if they're just like, like I, my experience watching Harry Potter was like, I saw the third one, which is directed by Alphonse Cuaron. And I was like, that's a, good this one. is a, that's a really good fucking movie. That's a really good movie. And, uh, and so I tried to watch the rest of them and I was literally completely lost. Like yeah. I got, I got, I got like, it's a number five, six. Anyway, I'm trying to run through them. And I was like, I have no idea what is going on or who these people are or what is happening. And this is a, ostensibly a kid's film connor said something very interesting this is an interesting perspective never read the books but i saw the old one a couple years or two years ago and was very confused saw this one in a way too loud amc so i couldn't hear anyone was saying it was intrigued enough to watch it again on hbo max and was watched again two more times with other people so that's interesting oh wow wow what a journey that well, that's a journey yeah. dude <laughs> that's serious yeah 
I can we all just make a pledge, a martini giant pledge to not go to AMC for anything important. Why, why do you say that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's AMC like there's also disaster. All the AMC's I've been to. Are well, there's a I don't yes and no. I mean, I, there's a there, there's an AMC here in Burbank that's got the whole laser projection that's beautiful, mm. right? And you pay like that's twenty five dollars yeah, a ticket for that. Sure thing though it's expensive do they have the chairs hell. that like feel you up while you're watching the thing I, I yeah yeah there's it's face. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. that's yeah. worth the extra eight bucks right there that's pretty yeah intense. <clears throat> yeah you 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 sit on on supermodels is what you do <laughs> yeah like the, the, i was i went to go see i forgot what i went to go see there like but it's like the chairs like a massage it's like sitting on something out of existence like this pulsing weird yeah, piece of yeah. furniture <laughs> you're like what what's happening i just want to eat my popcorn yeah. <laughs> it's like no i'm going to i'm going to make you feel very violated while you're watching this and then there are also yeah. misters i remember there was there was a mister it was one of the planet of the apes films and it like i went to a jungle and it was like and i was like i it's on my glasses <laughs> it's literally fogged up my glasses right eight bucks <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not that is not the future of movies to me, right there. But yeah, a laser laser screen, I I appreciate that. Sure, sure. Well, anyway, um, there was, I, uh, I don't do, I don't think we need to explain Dune because it's gonna. Take... <laughs> You're gonna see it, yeah. and that's it. There it is. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm gonna see it, and that's it. Uh, I do, I do find, uh, I I do want to talk a little bit about Vinav because it's someone who I have a lot of respect for, but he's so angry about it coming out on HBO Max on the same time, right? Was he yes. really? He, oh, was he was initially. It's interesting to see him sort of gentle. Back off from that. that a little bit, <laughs> right? God bless Because you. he's realizing <laughs> its popularity has actually gotten bigger because it's on because HBO Max. Because of the HBO. It's the one film that hit big off of this, but it was actually a great idea. It ended up yes. I was surprised. That is That's not the way funny. I would. So yeah. he's basically yeah. shutting up now. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's shutting up. Like... You know why? Because it wasn't because of the fucking artisticness of the movie. He mm -hmm. pretends that it is, but it's not. It's about him getting money. And yeah. that's well, really what it sure. comes down to. If if I were him, it's that's only what it about, would be about. <laughs> right. Which is what which is what what's her you know, uh, what's her name on uh uh for uh, Black Panther not Black Panther, Black Widow mm -hmm. was complaining about, right? Yeah, exactly. Disney that's why she sued Marvel that's why she sued Disney. You, you promised me a theatrical window that I would get a percentage from. That's what's broken in Hollywood. Yep. The points system is 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 just it's shenanigans and should be stopped. Can you can you explain uh, the general uh, setup of how that works? Like I, I have like because you points like points in the back end, the gross versus the net, and all that kind of jazz. Like it gets so. No one can really explain it. Actually, specific. Well, there's the, <laughs> no one can really explain it. There's actually books on it about how backwards and corrupt Hollywood's financial system is. But technically speaking, you're supposed to get a certain amount, you know, once the movie has reclaimed its uh, margins, right, like mm -hmm. recouped its cost, then on the profit, they're supposed to be able to certain percentages that people are supposed to get off of all of these things. P quote, points on the back end, which is the points most on the back insidious end. phrase I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds when like say you know, that, gay porn that. is what it sounds like. <laughs> yes, that's an intense you phrase. You know the accounting is just going to screw you over. So, so very classically, a lot of people like movies never make a profit. So that yes. they never have to actually pay people. Wasn't that no. coming to America problem too? Yes. yes. Yeah. 
yeah and all and like in movies like and uh, check me on this i believe that on on the books lord of the rings is a money loser like right that 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 series is those those three movies are in the red and i'm it's like so pathetic dude. that is not at all true <laughs> right that is that is a lie and everyone knows it's a lie everyone knows it's a lie right. and so what's going on over at netflix is they just pay you right you don't because you don't have any theatrical release so it's like here's how much we'll pay for this content and if it's good they'll pay you more yeah because <laughs> because your movie is an advertisement to sell netflix subscriptions that's what it is okay. like they, they're just buying advertising they're not they're not thinking about it in any other way they're not worried about like you know how long it runs because for them like they don't care how long it runs they only care that the advertisement works in that window right like, in fact like that's why they cut off uh you know people are like how why did they cancel glow it was a big hit that's because glow had run for three seasons and it wasn't growing their uh their subscriber base anymore right that's the only cool. thing that they drew but the problem is that you saturate a market right so now like you know pretty much everyone has netflix no one's Right. Not and people quit Netflix and rejoin Netflix and quit, but they're not. There's not like a massive quitting or a massive joining. They're like whoever was going to join Netflix has joined that Netflix, Netflix at this point, right? In the United States, so now they have to go after other markets and do right. these other. But they're doing very well in other markets. They are, but they're yeah. creating different content for that area. But they're also doing very interesting things in terms of they're using AI for translations now. That's pretty interesting and doing you know. So it's it's uh. Dubbing is getting better, also. You know, yeah, and once that. they move that to actually like physically or like, re, like remapping the mouths, which is a new technology they're they're looking into. Right. Like so, soon like everyone will look like they're speaking whatever language is native to the country yep. that you're in. Yeah, you know. So it's it's yeah, it's like they're they're trying to make this as like universally, uh, uh, you know, viable uh, as possible. They have to do a full skeletal rig for the Italian market, though, so they can get the hands working. Get the hands in there, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like I, I, I think that it's like it is all, you know, it is for on every angle, it's all about money. And the thing is, I mean, like, I mean, like, I don't know, villain of like, you know, like some best friend, but like having talked to the guy, I also believe that you know he is absolutely genuine about how he feels about theatrical production and all this stuff just like if you're talking to you know christopher nolan and all this stuff like they have they have they have real actual personal views on this that sure. map to the deals that they've made concerning things being in theaters you know like so both yeah. things both things are true you know and, and but i also we, think there's that the, 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 the directors like like a lot of directors a lot of people they've been indoctrinated into the system Right. Sure. Right. And, and there's like, you know, for your if you're a director, you have to have an agent, you have to have a, this, you have to have a, that. And then you have to have lawyers and and you have to go all these meetings. And it's like it's, it's this it's I you know what I say? Screw it. <laughs> if you want to make content, there's other ways. Walton files. No. What is that? Daughter's been watching. It. It's like a YouTube show about some old work. Um, it's basically like somebody found an old VHS tape about a work, you know, one of those um, uh, HR videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the name of the thing? It's called Walton Files or the Walton, Walton Tapes. No Wal idea. Walton Tapes. It's really like, I thought it was like Brothers Quay a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Now it's I'm on board. It's so strange. And it's a murder. Is this, this, is, is this YouTube you said? Yeah. Okay. Someone, is someone I'm just putting it. it out on YouTube? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't know who's making it, but the, the visual effects are definitely low budge, but right. it's awesome. This is, uh, there is something uh, very similar that I'm in love with on YouTube uh, that, uh, that my yeah. son and I, uh, uh, with some of my son and I, my youngest son and I watch uh, called Gemini Home Entertainment. Uh, and it is. He told me about that. Yeah. Oh man, that thing is tip top. That is like, talk about it's super weird. It doesn't explain itself. And it's very, very like, it's a big, it's a hit. It's a total hit. Uh, but it's about this alien invasion as told through, uh, 1980s, uh, promotional videotapes for corporations. And it's, but that's what this thing is. It's, like, uh, it's, it's a weird thing. So everyone's yeah. reaching for that, but, but, yeah, it's but definitely yeah. like VFX guys, you know, looking yeah. for new source of this income. Is the, the Walton tapes, is that what it was called? I think it's called Walton tape or Walton files. Let me look it up because I do have the internet here. Let's put it in the chat if we get it. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Chris is right. It's just like, there's like, like I think uh, it's my, my general opinion. The Walton is, files. The Walton files. My general mm -hmm. opinion and please feel free to disagree is I uh, uh, screw studios. <laughs> like I think studios are a mess. Well, I, I, I don't, I think that the studios have a lot uh, of creative people in them. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think those, the, 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 the system, they've been indoctrinated into a system that they feel right. they need to play ball with when they yeah. don't. And so I think that there's something that's going to happen where people are going to start and it's already happening. Right? right it's like people think that they're like ah you know like i'll just put it this way like the 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 facebook meta renaming was cracking me up okay. right <laughs> because <laughs> because everyone was like oh look now uh uh, uh uh zuckerberg is gonna finally tell us what the metaverse is all about he, no he isn't yeah and he puts up uh you know, second life facebook, <laughs> yeah, facebook facebook is already like for old people let's just yeah. put it that way right yeah. and so and so the the old people have no fucking idea what the metaverse yes, is yes, and exactly. the metaverse has already been done and mm. is already taken off and facebook has nothing to do with it that's that's correct yes right yeah. web 3 is a big deal is a big deal and it's already gone and most people goes i don't know what that is right but it's access infinity have you guys seen that that no. game you know what access infinity? No. yeah okay so because it's an I'm NFT. Old. <laughs> yeah it's an nft game it's a game that we're, it's a game that people play where there's a lot of transactions done as nfts mm -hmm. and they had 680 million dollars in transactions in the last 30 days jeepers creepers wow right so wow. and this is and this is already happening and it's completely decentralized had nothing to do with Facebook or anything yeah, yeah. right and so the people are already doing it, you know, things like um uh what's it uh um one of my decentraland and all that other stuff I had I know decentraland dude yeah yeah Trust me, Facebook's not involved in decentraland <laughs> <laughs> right they don't want that yeah, they don't. That's yeah. not the bag. No, it goes like Facebook. I mean, if I could leave Facebook, I would. I can't leave Facebook because that's how I am in contact with everybody in my age group that I know. And there's no other way to rebuild that before I'm dead. <laughs> like it's like this. Is, I have a real hard time going track. on Facebook lately. Lately, I Facebook is Facebook. Just, yeah. it just it gives me anxiety. But I have to. I just I just go on there. I post something real quick, and I close my eyes, and I hit yeah. send, and I get out. I, so, I only I only interact positively on Facebook or not at all. I don't. Right. I don't there's no point in doing anything else. Yeah, yeah I, I have two. I have different personas. Like my mm -hmm. Facebook persona is my podcasty type yeah. zone, yeah. and then my Instagram persona is my 
fishing persona, you know, so that's, about <laughs> that's, that's an excellent persona. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, it's like very yeah, truthful at all. I, I don't like it. Do you yeah. feel that way about social media in general? I think it's not very healthy for younger people. I think it's really done some good and some bad. I just also, I honestly don't like the people who run it because I don't think they really care. Because they're blood-sucking vampires? Yeah, and it's just <laughs> well, like- Well, they're, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're taking your personal information and selling it to everyone. That's right. So it's, 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 well, just, it's like, it's amazing. Someone pointed this out, like they're calling the company Meta, right? I mean, just because they're using, they're scraping metadata. That's what they're doing. Like, <laughs> that's all they're they doing. they took that name from somebody else. Sure. Uh, like yeah. my, the the best thing to come out of that when they're just like Facebook is changing uh, its name to META, right? And then Wendy's, you know, fast food, tweeted, changing name to MEAT. <laughs> it's like changing name to Meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like that. That's honest. That's about. That's about what the, that's Wendy's. The Wendy's is it? Wendy's. Wendy's has a really good social. Like they Twitter do. They're 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 uh, their Twitter account is, is hysterical. And like when, yeah. Wendy's, uh, Wendy's is only the only competition it has is when Burger King put out a uh, Dungeons and Dragons style role playing game. Like I was like, all right, <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. still that that's the highest bar and in nonsense from a food corporation. But like, that's the thing. It's just like renaming, like Wendy's renaming itself meat is exactly what Facebook is doing. It's not going to change what it's doing. It's just trying to disconnect itself legally from all the poisonous shit. It's already done. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. It's, it, it, it would make sense for them to rename the company something different than their product. Right. Mm-hmm. They want to disassociate themselves. And it's, it's this first, listen, Google did the same thing, right? Yeah, with uh, Alphabet. Alphabet, right? So they did that because it's like, okay, Alphabet is, you know, Google is bigger than Google is what they were basically saying. And Facebook is bigger than Facebook because Mm -hmm. Facebook is Instagram. It's WhatsApp. It's, uh, 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 you know, Oculus. It's all this stuff, right? So it had to sort of set. And so making it a different thing kind of made sense. I don't really think it was anything reactionary to, you know, well, maybe it was, but I I, I mostly, mostly see it as something practical. Uh, meta was funny to me because, you know, meta. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's like, sure, guys. All right. Real quick, uh, we're at about an hour, and I want to be able to take our little ad break. So those of you who are part of this. Uh, who are subscribers. Oh, look, we have a new person joining us. Sally wrote this. Uh, maybe it is our good friend, Sally. I would hope that's true. Uh, Hello, and, Sally. Uh, uh, and and Marini 9091 calls it uh, uh, Acme, which is pretty good. Nice. Uh, yes. I want to thank everyone who's joining us here. We are going to take a two-minute ad break. During that two-minute ad break, we will continue to um, uh, uh, we will continue to talk. And uh, and those of you who are subscribers can uh, hear us will, through that. Can hear us through that. Otherwise, yeah. uh, sorry, please, and let us know when you get back. What ads did you do so they can find out what metadata to scrape from us? If see if you see an ad for Dune, yeah, that would be or really Captain hilarious. Morgan, <laughs> or Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll be back in two minutes, guys. All right. Well, hello, secret room. <laughs> hello, secret room. Secret room. Is here very nice. Uh, okay. what are secret things that we can talk about that nobody else secret rooms? Um, I don't know what we can talk about. Uh, I got a bunch of uh materials to tie a different uh, 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 carp flies. It's been my new thing now, it's carps. 
Tom yeah, you're hearts. in the sharp. They, now they provide a lot of fight. Is that the attraction? They are very hard to catch mm-hmm. because they're they spook really easily. They have a very strong. You know what a lateral line is on a I fish? Do not. No. It's down the sides of the fish. They have a, a, a sensors that can sense vibrations, very, very small vibrations. They're sandwich. Wow. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. True. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, and so, uh, and so, oh, a lot of people are getting VW ads. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, so they sense a lot of vibrations. So you have to be really stealthy when you approach them, which makes them challenging. But then when you, when they do get it, then it's like, an explosion <laughs> yeah like, bam because they're you know it's a big fish in shallow water and it's kind of fun so it's a big noisy fish it's a big exciting fish it's to, big yeah it's not you know it's a they're not exact you, you don't eat them they're kind of slimy you know they're These called catch, you know, this is catch and release for you right yeah, yeah they're nice. called you know sewer salmon for a reason sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious that sounds amazing sewer salmon sewer salmon yeah uh <laughs> yeah you fish in nice. the LA River, man. It's, um, I'm surprised they don't come out with like syringes in their gills. That's, that's terrifying to me. I love it how everyone's telling us what ads they're watching. There's a crypto ad. Uh, oh my yeah. god, there's a crypto ad from Sally. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're just hitting our guys, Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're right. saying all the right keywords. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? Uh, trolley candy ads. Progressive ad. Okay. It's funny. We, hey guys in the chat. First of all, the fact that you guys have been—we're back, by the way. Oh, uh, oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, the fact that you—the fact that you guys put down all the different ads you're getting really puts a you know a, a, a line into the kind of personalities you guys are. Doritos, progressive, trolley candy, and then Sally's like a crypto ad. Of course, you've got a crypto ad. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> this a is Twitch ad. Okay, an ad right. for Twitch. Interesting. Halloween Kills ads. What is Halloween Kills? Is that a movie? That's the new sequel to the new trilogy of Halloween films. Uh, Oh, right, right, right. I enjoyed I actually like the first one, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. It's directed by uh, David uh, uh, Gordon Green, who, uh, if you ever want to see one of my favorite indie art films, he directed a thing called George Washington, which is um, uh, available, I believe, on Criterion. And you won't believe it's directed by a guy who directs now Halloween Kills and Pineapple Express. It's really wild. What a career, massive career change guy. That guy has had, it's really strange. But anyway, I want to see the new one. Connor is saying that he doesn't think that all of the ads were for him. I disagree. I think you need a better car insurance company and Progressive is the one for you. Yeah, Connor. that's true. Right. <laughs> hey, you know, we have, we have, we, we that have, wasn't pandering, Chris, but anyway. <laughs> We have to talk about Lock Alum a lot more. Lock Alum, because yes. we're not getting any Lock Alum ads on on Twitch. I've not seen any of these yet. And that's what we yes. keep on saying. So Lock Alum, the more the more that we see Lock Alum, the better we're going to have. That's it. That. We, need, we need to finally connect after years uh, with our with with our spiritual parent company. <laughs> also, I would like to get back to Dune for a second. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. What are we doing? We're talking about Dune. Yeah, that's right. All right, Dunes. The Dunes. Dunes. Uh, uh, James okay. walked into the room and wrote Dune and then put an S on the end and put two lines on the center. Dunes. Did he ever think about directing that? Who? Cameron? Cameron. I, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Cameron directing Dune? Oh my God. That'd be that'd be a very different picture. Very. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely influenced him. There's a lot of Avatar uh, uh, Dune connection. Like he loves that really? kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. 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 He's so, not so, cerebral though. 
he is a hands-on guy. Like he, he, is, like, he is. I mean, he flies a helicopter, so he's a little yeah. cerebral. He's well, he's cerebral, and like I was actually I was thinking about this. Today. Why does flying a helicopter make mean you're cerebral? It's really it's hard to do, dude. Well, no, it's, it's hard to it's, do, but that doesn't mean you're cerebral. Kind of cere <laughs> no, but like you have to be, it's a different kind of. We're saying two different things. There's two different kinds of cerebral, right? Like, I understand. You're talking right. about the more. Yes, I understand. Yeah, like, like the book intellectual talking, intellectual that's not I'm him. speaking at Yale University this right. weekend. Would you come and join me? Right. Um, yes, but the he is an engineer. Time, he is an engineer, yeah. but he is still a very smart guy. Absolutely. Connor's he, saying he, he's the thinking man's Michael Bay. I was like, I, mm, I'm into that. Uh, I, yeah, I'm into that. Uh, I, 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 I have a strange appreciation for Michael Bay, not because I really enjoy. I, I like a couple of his movies, but like he is so tangentially related to other directors i love it's strange like if you watch yeah like if you watch uh early david fincher videos and early michael bay videos because they're more or less working together they look the same said he would like to see a uh, a cronenberg version of dune oh my god can you imagine the sand worms <clears throat> yeah that would be, that would be a wild. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true yeah it would be it would be it would be naked lunch uh yeah. at a hundred million dollars well, i gotta get rid of this spammer here hold on a second oh, but Ugh. we do want to become famous don't we buy followers no. and viewers at big follows uh how do i block no. these guys again i don't know they just keep Spam. on coming it's true I, uh, I wonder what really legitimate or at least well paid uh, well paid but really successful directors think of lynch i don't know it's interesting he's had like the he's one of the only truly successful like mega successful artists who has remained an artist uh to me yes you know and i think that like he is i because i watch we talked about this before i watch uh on criterion they have uh david lynch the art life and mm -hmm. I just put that on in the background while I'm working. Like I like he he's so much in the right zone about what for me, for me what creating is. And what is uh, creating to you? It's uh like it is it's it's work, and it's not working like a, oh, I gotta go to work way, but it's like it's a it's a it's a physical process that you that you commit to and get in the zone in. It's not an intellectual experience. Like there's a lot of intellectual no, it's stuff not. about it. And right. it's funny when I was in art school in Italy um, in the eighties, there was a painter I knew and he would always say, gotta clean the pipes, Shields. And, just, <laughs> and that's basically it. Psycho right. Mike, we called him. And he also used to say to me, he's like, fun's over, Jerry. Cause we both love painter comedy. <laughs> I'd be in the fun's studio over, and he'd be like, Jerry, the fun's over. And like the Italian teachers would be like, what does he say? This is Jerry. What is this Jerry? That's amazing. Dude. But clean the pipes. And that's the way I look at it. You just, I, I mean, I draw and create every day. You are working all the goddamn time. You would do, you work, you, you work, by yeah. you, you draw, you create all the, all the time. I know. You were the most the committed. Clean the pipes. It's the clean the pipes. It hasn't, yeah. I've had no success, but I still cleaning the pipes. And yet I still go to therapy. What does that say? There's a lot of, a lot of, lot of stuff some those pipes. pipes, buddy. Pipes. <laughs> I got a lot of pipes. That's right. Full yeah. pipes. That's how it goes. <laughs> no, but that's how I look at it. And I agree with him. I just don't think there's room for that in Hollywood. No, yeah. Given Chris's you know, like assessment, I completely agree. It's just like that is not what that system is designed for. What? You know, uh, bar, uh, art. Like it's not like David Lynch is, is the absolute outsider. Uh, of that system and it's amazing he's been so successful and he's been successful because 
like here's my main beef with uh talking to producers and studios uh you know which i've done is that almost every producer that i've ever pitched to um at some point we get into a conversation about uh audiences are dumb and audiences are not dumb like this is no. the thing like they are you're dumbing it, it down for them you're <laughs> dumbing it down like like you think that because they like explosions they must be stupid and the fact is i know plenty of smart people who like explosions <laughs> you know like they, that's what you're paying for when you go to see an explosions movie that doesn't mean they need it to be stupid or badly made like they just want it to have certain but, things when they're paying well I think some... go ahead I think the lure, though, if you go back to Lynch, you know, he went the Philadelphia Academy of Fine Art as a painter. And that's what I always loved about him. And Chimino was a painter as well. And it's like, I feel like Lynch was like, he was a good looking dude. He was dating sure. Rossellini. I think he was like the Sam Shepard of directing. And Hollywood <laughs> was right. like, you know, my God, he's so good looking and yeah. he's like Sexy smart. Yeah. And he's so strange. And, yeah. and, and, you know, let's, let's give him a chance. And he well, then he cultivated a, uh, a a basically a fan base that supported what he loved, That's right? right. He, like he like he didn't he didn't pander to his fan base. He was just like, I'm going to express what I love. I'm going to communicate with you about this stuff, and we're going to share this, which is a healthy yeah. relationship to your fan base. Like yeah. that's that's how you do it. Uh, whereas like when you talk to studio people, they're like, how do we milk the fan base? Like that's yeah, how you I lose know. a fan base. Like yeah. that's how yeah. you destroy it. Like if you're not that's in love what, with it, you're not. You know, it's gonna it's gonna go wrong. How do we? That's what the that's what the back to Facebook. That's the same thing. How do we mm -hmm. milk the users? Exactly. And well, like it's a, it's yeah. just like I was just. <clears throat> gosh, I was just give them what they want, but they want something bad. That's good. Keep giving them that. <laughs> like, this right? is... It's the same thing. They want <laughs> right. things that are not good for them. Ah, right. but they'll exactly. pay for it. Great. Let's just yeah. keep giving them more and more of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, the yeah, same thing. Exactly. Dude. Like this is this is the the, the relationship between uh, like artists and 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 fans of and you know artists and fans especially or like whether you're talking about writers or filmmakers or whatever it is, like when it's healthy, like they are uh, sharing this stuff together and everyone's getting what they want out of it in a real way, but when you start treating it like you are selling drugs to them, then that business is going to go wrong. Like you're going to end up like, you're going to end up treating them like dependents and it will start falling apart quickly. And that's what happened to like star Wars and star right. Trek, you know, like, you know, like you, 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 you shatter your fan base into like 20 different arguing groups. And then that's more, that's going to be the end of it. Why, Sorry. why did they do that? Because that was a really good cash cow they had. Yeah, because they kept on, they were trying to, pan, they were just pandering to like whatever got the biggest laughs or whatever got the blah, blah whatever it was, you know. And <laughs> instead of like committing to making great Star Trek movies, right, with good writers and good directors, uh, like they were just like, whatever, whatever the fans laughed at, let's give them more of that until what they're selling is so distorted that nobody really likes it anymore that was originally, you know, supporting it. And the people that do like it are sort of in, they're incidental in liking it. And so you lose your grip on what you're trying to sell. I always, you know? I always thought it was funny. Like they would hire these really incredible directors and then they shit can them after like six oh, sure. months. That happens. And it's yeah, like, exactly. 
it's just like okay. I mean, Star Wars did that how many times? Like four times now. Like four times. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Right. You know, because like they can't like they can't uh, get over the yeah. fact that like the reason why you the reason why something is successful is because it gives you a coherent, beautiful vision, and people actually enjoy that. That's why something. And that, that can, vision is the guy you just hired. And yeah. then they go and shit can them like, oh, yeah. our visions. Don't well, the thing is, like, sorry, if you if you look at some of these guys, like some people are escaping that a little mm -hmm. bit. Right. So so like definitely, you know, like I'm not like I said, I I mean, I like Chris Nolan a lot, but sometimes I don't like him. Right. Because I think yeah. there's, there's yeah. There are certain things about it, yeah. but uh, he's escaped it. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's got he's, you know he's definitely a let's say a, a step above in the in the artsy world uh, james cameron yeah i like i like nolan as well and his his james bond the tenet is yeah. awesome it, it's it's true i heard you say it i heard you say it eric <laughs> but 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 then but then you have villeneuve who's like he's pushing that he's he's going towards the lynch area right oh, of yeah. like he, the, he, no I, he, he could make a really big thing and cool. somehow he keeps he keeps proving them wrong yeah 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 and it's, it's now, fascinating. Now, i have problems with dune it has nothing to do with villeneuve mm -hmm. like i said right it has to do with like i have a problem with I feel the studios are having some control things over this and they in fact could fall into the same trap that uh, Lynch was dealing with back in 1984 where they're like, we got to make a hit. We got to make a franchise. Yeah. Just make a fucking movie. Just make a movie. That's what I want them sure. to do. Right. 100%. Now there's, I want to do a couple things. There's a couple things I want to touch on in terms of, of Dune. Uh, in terms of the aesthetics. And then we actually want to go into some story parts and how mm -hmm. that goes into, but the aesthetics of it were, were really very interesting. So back, you know, in 1984, that look of like the cyberpunk sci-fi thing, there was, can you think of anything that really had that look? I, I can't think no. of anything that's, that successfully has that design almost. Well, no. All, right? Flash Only Gordon was... Yep. Right. Um, with the brass stuff, but I'm telling you, it was all the most successful thing was just comic books. Like oh, for European sure, yeah. Or yeah. Japanese comic oh, absolutely. Books. Who who is who is the, who is the creative comics. director behind behind uh uh who's the, the production? Was, I'm going to say it was Jack Fisk, but I'm not sure. One second, it's uh two, two, two. I should have had this up. Dune, uh, Lynch. There. No, it's not Fisk, is it? It was one of the big guys. I mean, maybe I'm mixing up his name. Definitely a big guy uh production designer oh god i'm just can i complain about imdb one more time somehow they've yep. made it worse since the last time i was on it like they all god all cast and crew in the tiniest possible font at the bottom of the pitch thank you that's really cool this is the worst okay so here we are uh production design oh uh anthony masters is the production design who is known for 2001 for instance right yeah so he like yeah he's it's big he's big guns He's big guns, yeah. for sure. I mean, it was it was it was cool to see. And you know, honestly, there's certain things like and there's definitely a lot of, you know, uh optical printing that didn't look that <laughs> great, you know, and there's a lot of <laughs> there's, green. There's, there's shots that honestly look like someone outlined things with a sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so it, the effects were jank oh <laughs> they were jank some were jank, but some were actually pretty cool i thought that yeah. the worms looked pretty cool oh, for 1984 Carlo stuff is out of control yeah Fucking i agree great yeah like especially the scale with the sand is the first, pretty amazing the yeah. first time this thing eats yeah 
that was yeah, the best. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And the sound design yeah. for them is fantastic. And like, yeah, like over overall, I would say like I really, I really like I really love the production design of Dune in an, especially in that like I'd never ever seen anything quite like that before. I'd seen like you're saying like with Flash Gordon, but it's like it's Flash Gordon, but not like not uh, a, but it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's it is a self-contained Victorian Flash Gordon. Right. And I was like, this is a really this is an interesting stab at trying to make that design serious. Right. You know? And I and think that's because it felt very operatic in a lot yeah, of ways. It was sure. operatic. And so was um the one I love, Fifth Element. The same yeah, which thing. is all based in French comics, right? Yes. That's, that's all uh, right. Mobius and stuff like that. Yeah. 100%. Right. And so that's kind of a cool thing in some ways. It, yeah. Okay. By the way, um, just to point go out. Go ahead. I thought the production design in the new Dune mm -hmm. was gorgeous. Like really oh, textiles is really design. beautiful. The, yeah. the vehicle designs, <clears throat> like this dragonfly thing, like the blades would be eaten up one journey from the sand. Oh, I, I, I hear you, but I was mesmerized. <laughs> I was mesmerized. I was mesmerized. I agree. <laughs> I didn't like, like it as that much. Is, it too, like, I thought there was, there was a, there was a, there's such a beauty to the design in the is, new one that just no, the set blew me away. Well, this, this is the thing. Oh, Here's the, oh, this, the ship designs and some of the bigger ships, they were so minimalist except for the, you know, the, the, the dragon chopters or whatever they yeah, are. Right. But you know what's even better about those, like those dragon copter things. They, if it was a Star Wars thing, it would have made it look like get the next toy, right? But right. it doesn't feel like a toy. This felt like something it looks, gorgeous. It, it, it's it, so like it, it had it had it had the it had the uh, the uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like when science fiction, because I like to think I love sci-fi. Obviously, I'm a giant nerd for it all the time. But like the best sci-fi for me approaches like. Uh, magical realism and like that yes. kind of that kind of design and I know it didn't what work. Kind of, what kind of realism? Uh, magical realism. Magic realism. Magic realism, magical realism is like is you know like it's a it's literary format essentially. Um, and uh, you know if you've read things like um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez books and stuff like this, like where it's like this very very realistic uh, vision of the world with these strangely magical elements that are folded in. Like that's where that the ornithopter worked for me. And like I'm gonna say, like it is sixty percent the visuals and forty percent the sound design. Like it is such a like once they start going, I was like, I if you, but you that's feel just, it so thoroughly, that's just roller coaster. It, well, what, whatever it's it is, it worked. It worked like a fucking magic trick yeah, for me. I, just, I was just like, this is incredible. They didn't explain a lot, but they gave strong visuals. Where the yeah, other right. one, ex over the first one, explains really explains a lot. Oh yeah, really and, explains and, a lot. And yeah. the visuals are horrible. Right. Well, yeah, the visuals are weirdly. I'm, can I actually want to throw one I'm not, thing? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I, I still like some of the visuals in the first one, even though there were some execution problems. But I still. I, I would some... say that, that here's my pitch, and I don't know if this is true. Uh, just eraser, give us your pitch, Dan. Eraserhead was black and white. Uh, and his next movie was for Mel Brooks, which is Elephant Man. And that was black and white. Right. Uh, off of those two, because I agree with you. I was just like, for all this beautiful physical design, this movie looks weirdly flat and kind of ugly. Right. It's, the color palette's weird or something's not working. It looks like it's TV lit or I'm not sure what's happening. But uh, I turned it, I turned down the color on my TV set and watched Lynch's film in black and white. And suddenly it just explodes it's beautifully shot but he was shooting it with a black and white eye still 
Mm. And, and uh mm. like a, a, a layout, observation and it's and it's like he's mm. he's not in the you right like yeah it's mm. like he's not he's not in the right uh like he's like he originally i believe wanted to do it in black and white and then they're like that's not gonna work they have not the money and so i think he was still you know he had not given that up i really really that, about the 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 i think settled with him they're like okay it won't be black and white but we'll just use red yeah, it's like, like it looks like quick. You, yeah, you can't you can't have the three colors, right? You know, right. we'll just give you two colors, yeah. and then yeah. you said, "But wait, red, 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 and red and blue, and then no green, no green, no, no green, green. no right. green, right. too much." It's the budget. It's the budget, right? But I think it's it's an interesting point you make because like it's the when you said like the, the eighty four version is hyper explained, and this no this one is like virtually no explanation. Like the people like those the studios were so worried that people wouldn't get it that they're like, you must explain it. You must explain everything, you know, right. in, the, in the movie out loud with thoughts. And we're going to put out a booklet that people can't read in the theater and they have to read that in order to understand it. And that's the whole movie. And of course, right. like that. <laughs> right. Like, well, and the problem talk? is the other one didn't explain enough right now. I know that the problem is like, Oh, it's going to be two parts and hopefully we'll get the other people explained in the next one. Because like, there's a lot of like, Oh, come on. Like the Baron is not explained enough. The, you know, the, sure. there's a, there's well, a lot of oh, and, and, uh, and the, 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 the traveling guild, you know, whatever. Right. It's not explained at all. Like that's, no. like that's that's just not there. Like there there's a breed that you see them. Like what, this okay. So this is the no, you don't even see them. You do. You, you see the uh, you see the fish speakers, which are like the first stage guild navigator. If you know all that by on just into that shit. So like, what's interesting is that it like for me, everything is actually in the movie. Like everything that people visually. Every, like I'm, I recognized everything. I was like, I know what that is. I know what this right. is. I so it's that... almost as if they assume you know what's going on. Well, th this is the thing is that I think the reason, well, part of the reason it is successful is because all the, it seemed like he was like, we need to put in, in order to like have the kind of experience that I want people to have, right? Which is like this overwhelming world building mood experience. We need to not do what David Lynch did, which is like jam packed with information. We need to only put in the absolute minimum that so you can follow what not mm -hmm. just what the not what the plot is but what paul's emotional struggle is and that's sure. it like and it's so it's like it's so it's put uh, they like he strips out so much shit that i was like i was really sort of struck by this because like the effect on me uh in in both the tv when watching on tv and in watching in the movie theater was like this makes it feel like a big weird dream that I'm barely hanging on to. I get it emotionally, right? But it's like this huge, overwhelming, dangerous, strange thing. And I think that that is the. I think that's what he's really gunning for. Is like mm. he's like if you if if I start to make this into Star Wars minutia about how stuff works, people are going to start to it's going to seem smaller and less powerful. And so he's like, there are, there are key things that people talk about. Like there's, you see it online, like people that love the books, they'll be like, where's the Peter DeVries plot line. And where's like the, every other detail with Dr. UA and all this oh, stuff. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the yeah. other thing too, you know, I don't you know. realize what you matter. made is a very good point, Dan. It's just, I think when you look at Lynch's film, you're talking with all that narration and overdoing could that just be the producers who are Italian and not English native English speakers? Probably part of it, sure. 
over explaining things because they're worried about i agree you know, you know what i'm saying it's just like imagine if he just made it without having to do explanation would he have approached the same way well can i ask you this question like do, what do you think about not what they not how not what was being said but in the david lynch version that was the uh thought uh you know the hearing people's thoughts a good idea it it Sometimes it jumped into exposition, to mm -hmm. be frank with you, but it did help define, even though I think the current one, the Paul character, right, right uh, yep. is better. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just, it helped define what his struggle is and and where he has to go. And the, right. even the relationship with his father, I felt like the relationship with his father, the current one was too much like, you know, your father's a CEO and you don't get to see him a lot. You know, hey, Dad. I'm the CEO of Dune. Yeah. Dune Corporation. I don't have time with this. You know? We're renaming it to Meta. Meta Dune. Right? So it's just like there was this disconnect. Sure. I, 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 I don't know. I disagree. I think that the, the, that the first one, uh, Hey, Muse Man's here. Muse Man. uh, the, the, the first the one. connection between uh, father and son is what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. In the first one, I thought that I, I actually didn't there was something about okay for the actors for paul atreides the second one it was i thought was significantly better because in terms of how he's seven years old he's not 37 <laughs> years old uh he does he does you know what he does look like a kid who mm -hmm. doesn't really want to be there yeah right like he doesn't he, he doesn't plays, like, no, he does the reluctant, asshole, he, like he does the reluctant hero right he does you he travels that journey like he oh no you have to go to this blah 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 event right. like ugh, do i have to wear military gear right he no, takes it for, sir, he like, takes it for granted he totally takes the shit for granted he's just like jesus christ why do i have to dress up because you're fucking incredibly rich just do the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then he's like you know and he's like i don't want to do this ugh, yeah, right, right. do i have to mom right. you know and like he, he felt that he didn't Absolutely. say that literally but you felt it without him doing that right Absolutely. And when he goes to his dad and he says i don't want to do this and he's like yeah i didn't want to do it either you know I want to be a pilot, you know, and he's yeah. like, really? I didn't know that. And it's like, yeah, you know, right. you have to have to do it or not like you fall in. And it, that's a great journey. Right. Yep. And it, honestly speaking, even here's the thing, looking at both, I've been, I've been really thinking about this a lot, by the way, like if you look at both of these things, like the, the second half of the first one or, second, or the last third of, you know, the 1984 one it just falls apart. <laughs> No, it does. Not, it does. That's it's, producers probably. Yes, it, it, it falls apart. And I had the same feeling with the last third the of the same producers on a movie 20 right. years ago, and they did the exact same thing. Yeah. They right. just like they're in such a hustle that like they're just like, and there's a big war, and all you know, yeah, all grows they, up and they, got superpowers. They and like, literally changed it from what it originally right. was right. in the right. last minute, and that's it. It's like, oh great, thanks, guys. So and then so that's the second half of the second one or the, the no last third second I I felt similar yeah, same challenge it got yeah, very same. vague right you know like after after mom and uh, and son crash the air, the helicopter and they sort of wander off into the desert it gets vague <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know right here and it, it doesn't it doesn't have Bobby like Bardem saved. Uh, right. I have, a lot, so it, I have a lot to say about Bardem. I will hold it for a second, but I just put a pin on that. I really want to talk about that. 
That's great. Okay. And so, so to me, that was the problem is like, I don't even remember what happened in the last third. And so I'm going to have to, you know, like, you know, it was just something that, and I watched it twice, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't keep my attention. It didn't have, now, listen, I'm not asking it to be slower. I'm just asking it to have points <laughs> that are right. really I, I solid. Sure. Like, right? Well, the thing is like, it sounds like what you mean is like the, like there's uh, like, I actually had the same, like I'm one of the few people on the earth who enjoyed uh, the latest star Wars movie. Um, but the latest star Wars movie, like, I don't feel this way about Dune, but I understand the feeling is that like the last third of that movie, like has no moment to gather my thoughts about what is happening. Like it doesn't land and go, okay, what did all this mean? And where are we going? Or which yeah. one? The first or uh, second? Uh, no, no, this is the uh, the the third uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Uh, and uh, and like, why do we have to talk about this? Uh, Wait just, a minute. The, the third <laughs> the third one was not was it Rise of Skywalker? It's the uh, la, la, Star no, Wars no, Nine. Star Wars Nine. Rise of Skywalker. Rise, I, thought it was of Skywalker. The, I thought it was called Rise of the Franchise. It's franchise. Yeah. No, that's the subtitle. Okay. That, you know, you're, it's easy to get that mixed up. It's episode. It's episode 60, sixteen. The right, the how do we build this, rebuild this, so we can keep making money. But the uh, that like that the last part of that movie, I think it's a it's a really really good movie with great intentions, and it the last the the last part loses people because it doesn't take the beat to be like, all right, sum up, take a take a breather, understand, and then see where we're going. And so like that, it sounds like what you're saying for this is that is that a is that a, a decent assessment? What you, what, what, what you, did I receive that correctly? Well, it doesn't have, I think that's what I was having a problem the first time I watched it. It was like, it doesn't have an ending because it just kind of fizzles out. Right. And and it doesn't have to have, at least have a chapter ending, you know, at least it doesn't feel like it had a chapter ending to me. By either. the way, to go back that shot of her at the end where she looks over in the lens flare that's the Chanel perfume ad. <laughs> yes. Uh, now available in fine stores and online retailers. Arrakis. Arrakis. <laughs> for him, for her. Spice. Spice. No, it, Spice. it would be melange. It would be melange. Melange. Yeah, that would be it. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, now, I'm, now I, I want to, for anyone who's listening, you know, I have already been online talking about how I feel about this movie. So I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not, I'm not, trying to i'm never i'm not going to try to deconstruct or argue anybody's feelings about this movie at all like uh, it's like this is an experience go have it and you may feel like me you may not feel like absolutely it's all right um but it's i think, it's, I, I think i've it's watched great. it a second time and i enjoyed it the second time i just still have the same right issues right, off. right? well i think that's okay. would you say that there's a because like um there for me there was like the thing the thing that worked incredibly well for me is that you have this he he divides the movie into these two different scales, like the unbelievably massive and the incredibly personal and small, right? And right. and the I think that um, like the last third actually works very well for me uh, in a like because of a very specific uh, experience I was having, uh, especially about was it with the chair in the movie theater. <laughs> it was because it, it grabs you, it like it, it pulls your legs in and massages them and, and injects you with a fluid that, yeah, no, it's, it's the, uh, that, 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 uh, would, how can I say this? The movie, like what is spoken in the movie, right? Uh, 
is not the important thing. Like the pl the plot that is spoken aloud is not the important plot to be following uh, right. for me. Like it is the it is the is these little glances between all of these incredibly good actors that are conveying so much emotional plot line that it's sort of mind blowing. I was like, whoa, you can like follow entire scenes differently depending upon who you are looking at. And, uh, and for me, like the connection between Paul and his mom is, ex is extraordinarily well done. And, uh, and the, between uh, him and his father, like what is being said versus how they are interacting with each other. Like for instance, the, the, uh, when he accepts the, when, when, um, when they let, when the, uh, uh, Oscar Isaac accepts the charge of taking control of Arrakis and it's this gigantic fucking scene with a million people and like all this, you know, pomp and circumstance. And the entire mm. thing is simply about Paul looking at his father and Jessica looking at Paul. Like that's the entire thing. Everything, all that force is in uh, counterpoint to these tiny looks. Right. And uh, what, I, what really blew me away in the last part of the movie is I'm following exclusively Paul's emotional ride like Harkonnen and all, all that stuff. Like that's all great, but like it's Paul's ride with his mom. Right. And he's coming to this point uh, where he and his mom are about to sort of like split emotionally because she's like, we got to get the fuck off the planet. And he's like, we got to stay with the Fremen. Right. And it comes down to the fight with the guy, right. The knife fight with the dude. And mm. the, what got me, especially the second and third times I saw it, is the most em the character I am most emotional over is the dude that he has the knife fight with. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Like what is happening in my, in my experience that I care about this dude? Like, what is this? And I was like, this is like the, the last third of that movie. I like, I agree with you. There's a, there's a strange structure to the last third of the movie. I don't know if it is, uh, like I, I understand what you're saying and I totally get that read, right? I think that there is something there that is really fascinating and it's about that transition that Paul makes and it's via that that knife fight guy because mm -hmm. like it... Uh, maturing and his characters made that... I like the relationship with the girl who said, oh, you're going to die, but you'll die with dignity, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Which and is then, great. bam, Absolutely. he wins. Yeah. And like, and the and those fights are you like that? terrific, terrific. But like the 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 beautiful, the brilliance of, and this is like, uh, I'll, I'll I'll try and say this as fast as I can. I could praise this movie all day, but like the the true brilliance in that movie is something that Villeneuve has been sort of refining for a while, which is his sense of how you experience uh, emotional time, and he sets it up. Uh, he just does it in Arrival, right? Like Arrival is basically wrapped around this idea. But he focuses this down to the concept of the voice, right? When Jessica is training him in the voice. And that opening scene um, uh, uh, with her at the breakfast table, and she's like, make me drink the water, right? The editorial that is set up in that is so... Uh, it's It's a really visionary piece of work, and it's really small. And it basically tells you how to watch the movie, Right. Because it shows you these this little possible future from Jessica's point of view, right? And before you know before you know it as a like you think that she actually hands the water to him, and then the editing goes, 
that's not what happened. But it does it so quietly that it's kind of confusing. Then it does it again with the Reverend Mother in the box. But then when it does it with the knife fight guy and basically says, you because you've inhaled all this spice, whatever, like you are now seeing this entire possible other life in which this person becomes your mentor and replacement father figure and friend right and uh and he is telling he is giving you the realizations that you need to make right and you're having this weird emotional flash forward and then you meet the guy and that experience is literally the opposite of what you dreamed it is nope. this absolute wall of of dismissive anger and you are uh, because of that, you are separated instantly. You fight very quickly. And when it comes down to the separation of having to kill the guy, you can't do it because it's your dad. <laughs> like, this is what you have, what, this is the loss that you suffered. This is what you didn't have before. And now you don't get to have it again because you have to choose not to have it again. So what they should have done is they should have basically had him say that uh, you know in his mind just like they did in david lynch <laughs> really... yeah, but you see, i saw that as like his mother said he's never killed before Absolutely. i didn't see it as fear i just saw oh, that yeah, moment. Yeah, I, i'm sorry no, I, didn't I, saw that, yeah, I, I didn't see it as fear i i saw him just coming from a different space of where honor it's like a prep school kid with a street oh, yeah kid. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like you know, I could kill you, but I'm not because I have honor. Yeah, out of res and it's like it was more like a respect of life, where it's like, nah, I think that doesn't roll here, so don't worry about it. Yeah, well, that's and this is the beautiful thing about, it. and this is what I was going to say. Like, I I think with the most complex thing I can say about it here, and I'll try and make it short, is that the reason why that scene works is not because the actor playing Paul, who's doing a good job, and it's not because the actor playing the knife fight guy Jamis, who is also doing a really good job. And it's not even because of Paul's mom, who's doing an incredible job, and she's a wonderful actor. It's because of Javier Bardem. Like, Javier Bardem is supporting yeah. everything that is happening in that sequence. He's a genius. Dude, and it's fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, that that entire scene, I was like, this is a incredible, dramatic puzzle box that he has set up. And, like... Like you've all because when Javier when when Bardem comes in when you first see him, and uh, and what I love is he's obviously I think do do you feel as I do that like he is modeling his character slightly after uh, Anthony Quinn in uh, in uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia like it feels like oh it feels, yeah right it's exactly or, the or, same time or Anthony Quinn in uh, in Guns of Navarone and of course Guns of Navarone and yeah. like he comes in and he's just so sort of like tired of these fucking capitalists <laughs> you know, he's yeah. Like, yeah whatever you're here to take shit whatever it is like the relationship he sets up with paul in that moment is paid off in that in the knife fight scene and what happens there and i was yeah. like this is an insane bit of and this is just purely editorial between joe walker and villeneuve like that is unbelievable is this a movie he want villeneuve wanted to make or is it because yeah. money came oh no whole, his whole life he's wanted to make it it's like yeah i could imagine it. that i mean for god's sake he went after blade runner is like yeah. what would be better you know it'd be even better than blade runner dude he, he, <laughs> he, he, he has said out loud like like that like well he he didn't say it quite so bluntly but he strongly implied that the reason to make blade runner was to get in the position to make dune 
Right. Like, like, like Blade Runner is a wonderful opportunity and an incredible thing to work on. Well, Dune is, is just, thing I really want to Dune do. is like, that's the thing, right? You like, you look at everything he's done so far and you're like, yeah, you can see that's the movie. From. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. it's, it's, 100%. you know, it's a slower paced, you know, uh, a thoughtful, yeah. emotional science fiction story. Right. And, you know, and, that's... and at the same time, like, I can totally see what you're saying, Chris, is just like, like he sneaks this scene in. You know, in the way that he snuck it in, if he had told the studios he was trying to do anything like that, like, I don't think they, I think they would have stepped in. <laughs> like, I think he had to sell it as something else. And I think that that may be, uh, maybe. The that, that may be the disconnect for how the the flow of that last, the last third for people. Well, he could. Okay. So what he did is, you know what he, uh, if you saw it and that's great. And now I'll see it too when I see it. Right. And then Alan didn't see it. And now he sees it as well because he put that in chat. Right. Oh, right and, so, <laughs> and so, and so we didn't see that necessarily. And that's, that's, that's great. And it's, Oh, it's such an amazing thing to see that. And, you know, I don't then necessarily need films to explain all these things to me, but yeah. I think he could have probably done something. If, if that point was as yeah. good and as powerful as what he could have done something that it would have made it more obvious I agree. for people to see. I, compl I completely and so and and so and then it would have it could have been a little bit tighter you know what i mean 100 and and, gotcha. and and i think that that's that's a, the missed opportunity yeah. now i'm not trying to say you know do because you know the lynch one when they're like training them and all that bs it was like it was not cool you know um, it, doesn't, it doesn't work it doesn't, it doesn't work, work. <laughs> i do like him getting on the worm though i did like him getting on the worm. yeah there's cool uh, stuff right that's like, some made, cool stuff the, 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 like i mean anyone who hasn't seen david lynch's Dune, like it's not like you're gonna walk in and see a secret masterpiece like that's a movie that you have to learn to love over time like there's just no way yeah. with it. like it's not you're gonna be like oh my god again it's also infinitely quotable like, yes. like oh, there's Jesus. so many quotable lines in that in that it's, movie that i still use to this day you know did I frank know herbert if, like the cut Oh, he did. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he really, he, there's pictures of him on set. He was fucking psyched out of his mind. I mean, can you imagine being Frank Herbert? Like, and you're on that set. Like, there's been nothing like that before. Like, he was, you know, he must have been, he must have been happy as, you know, uh, happy as a clam the whole, the whole time. So, like, I'm, I'm psyched for that, dude. It's great. And I think that, like, it's too bad that he didn't get to see uh, Villeneuve's vision of it. But, uh, but I think that, like, it's, I, I think he went, I think he died happy with, uh, with, with lynch's version like it's it's just, it represents how freaky that book is in fact like i would say like it represents this the freakiness of the book a little better than villanues like because hmm. the book is a little fucking it's like a little freaky and weird like like there's like especially like the with uh the harkonnens and all that stuff like it gets like it gets like sort of like al pacino and cruising <laughs> like let's talk a little First bit one, about yeah, the, the, that, the that little that boy in the white yeah, outfit yeah yeah, exactly. That was totally like. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, about the book and how some of the concepts age over time. Specifically, the patriarchy mm -hmm. ideas that are embedded in in all of these, um, and not as much. I feel in the third one, they try to definitely show the importance of women, but they definitely have a role that is not a leadership role. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's very interesting. Like the um, because Frank Herbert's whole idea. I mean, like we have to say like this. He's writing this in the fifties, so there's going to be limits on how forward thinking yeah. is, you know. Um, right. And I think that there. I think it's fair to say that his conception of the Bene Gesserit is in the book. 
like Frank Herbert was like, I think he respected women greatly, but also feared them mightily. I think that is what the, like, I think that he is like, he's, he's dealing with a lot of stuff personally in writing these books. And so like uh, the reading the books, just flat out reading them, like you're gonna be like, Frank, what's going on with you, my man. <laughs> you know? um, and I think that, uh, that Villeneuve and Lynch both do a lot to try to make sense of his emotional state about that because the rest of the book is actually sort of visionary in its progressiveness about things like for him like there's a lot of you know like there's a lot of talking a lot people who have not seen and people who have not read the book don't know that this is if this is an anti-white white white savior um story like that spoiler spoiler alert like paul and and his whole like this ends up being this is a big spoiler so stop listening like this is a fucking disaster like everything that paul does and everything that happens after him is a total nightmare and it's all an anti it's an anti-colonialization story like look yeah, at what i thought it done. was a, the current one was about the death of the west yes yeah and it's it sets it like villain definitely sets it up very clearly and like one of the best this someone else pointed this out online like the opening gag is where you have uh chani um uh, uh the fremen woman saying like who who will our next oppressor be right which is not from the book who will our next oppressor be and then it cuts to paul like it mm -hmm. just answers the question in the first two shots of the film it tells you right away what will be happening over the course of the story for the next couple of movies which is and, what should have happened with luke skywalker yeah no doubt dude I, I like i think it's <laughs> i think i think that they will i think there's a way to tell the stuff like this telling the story of paul can be very empathic and powerful and you're not gonna paul doesn't turn into like a villain but like what gets uncorked is is disastrous and horrifying and uh, when yep. he's screaming in the tent like you know killing in my name like that's what happens <laughs> like you don't get to avoid this this is an absolute fucking disaster and uh and i don't know if people are expecting that and i think that huh. people are, are expecting um you know a basically and then it's a good thing that the white kid showed up because then everything's fine like no <laughs> he is just you know he becomes another um form of domination yeah yeah as nice as nice and cute as he is as, as timothy chalamet as he is you know and it's uh it's really quite it's pretty overwhelming so like uh, i think that that's the like herbert is like trying to tell a story about you know middle east and and oil and all the stuff because like, things that don't get talked sure. about in the movie are like there is a like all of the different houses like the harkonnens and the atreides and blah 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 like they're all part of this thing called um the landsrad like and uh and there's a mean the g20 and the G20, right? <laughs> and then there's a thing called Chome, which is basically OPEC, right? Yeah. And uh, and it is entirely about controlling oil production. And yeah. you're and you're dealing with I mean, Herbert's writing this in the middle of the 50s when you know basically you OPEC know, was forming. Yeah, OPEC is yeah. formed, you know, the British have partitioned the Middle East into countries that didn't exist before and it and make it into a uh religious crazy disaster when this was used to be the the you know like the, this is one of the the greatest areas in the face of the earth where they invented you know algebra and shit like this and we uh colonialization came in and absolutely destroyed it and that's the story he's done 
you know yeah. and uh and so like i think that it's gonna be interesting to see people's you know opinion of that evolve and it's nice to see that villeneuve i think is trying to come at especially with the, the angle on the Bene Gesserit and the angle on setting up like what they're actually saying about um you know politics is uh like he's thought this through obviously very thoroughly in his plan yeah. seeds so it so it tells a story that I can get behind. Um, I have to I have to use the restroom, so I'm actually going to take our little two minute break a little early. But I do want to remind people of a couple of things before we get on. Uh, if you look at my shirt here, it's the Martini Giant T-shirt. Please go ch check yes. out. You're wearing one too. We're buddies. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, please go check out our, our our store. Go to martinigiant.com if you want to check out some of our stuff. If you like it, let us know. If you really like it, buy it and uh, so help support us. If you have ideas of other things you'd like on the store, also let us know when we get back from the ad so that we can uh, take those notes and we can add it to our thread list. We can pretty much add anything. We've done literally a custom mug just for Daniel Buck. So Yeah, dude. Um, we have to continue the, the Buck the Buck uh, the, the, the Buck the Buck <laughs> the, Buck, <laughs> the, Buck, the, Buck, the Buck Saps here line. I think that's one, yeah. one of my favorite. There's a there's a right and left handed Daniel Buck mug. So that yes. genius. Yeah. Now, whoever sure, came up with that pure. That would be that. Mr. Sheely. That's right. Mr. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I'm going to have the two minute break and I'll be right back. But you guys keep chatting because uh, we can't leave our subscribers hanging for two minutes. <laughs> no sweat. All right. So, yeah, like uh, someone brings up, uh, Museman brings up a bunch of stuff they had to uh, speak from in the new one instead of uh, the inner voice uh, for some parts. Uh, better haircut, uh, like Empire Strikes Back ending. Yeah. I wanted to say, like, this, I, I think that it's interesting. <laughs> like, essentially, instead of doing you know, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi, whatever that movie is. The, like, this one basically opens up with Empire Strikes Back. Like, the, here's your opening movie, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I was just like, when I saw it, I was Which like... Which is the second one. That's the second one, yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, it's a fucking work of art. That's, that's one of the, the greatest movies I ever like. made. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's, like. that's the truly great one. That's the truly yeah, great one. Yeah, the rest of them are kind of crap. With the yeah, furry like, the, like the, fir the first one's super fun. You can see why it It's why a it fun roller it. coaster yeah. ride. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, it's good definitely stuff. not, you know, it's not Blade Runner or Dust Boot or... Oh, yeah. But, no, Empire Strikes Back is the only is the only one that is in that kind of company, like, without a doubt. And I and that, all the credit uh, for that goes to uh, uh, the screenwriting, because, like, the like uh, the woman who wrote Empire uh, also Melissa, wrote. No, not Matheson. No, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Her name just slipped out of my head because I am 50 years old and I forget things literally all the time. The Empire strikes back. Okay, I'm just going to have it in a second. Two seconds. Anyway, she also wrote, uh, I believe, the screenplay to The Big Sleep. Yes. And so you're talking about, and also the screenplay to The Long Goodbye, which is one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, We've already talked about. We did a martini giant on the long goodbye. Absolutely, didn't and we? yeah, this is the yeah. I think we. we I hope we've done many. <laughs> that's an all timer for me. Um, but yeah, like yeah. that's the reason. If you're wondering why Empire Strikes Back is good, is because the author is genuinely one of the greatest writers in American film, and is and is unsung. And I can't. I'm so embarrassed. Lee Brackett. There we go. Lee Brackett. Um, uh, and 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 they franchised it. Like they absolutely destroyed it. Uh, so to quickly sum up, Chris, I said like it's interesting that Dune is essentially as if you're opening a new franchise with Empire Strikes Back yeah. instead of <laughs> instead of Star Wars. They're like, what if it's the most depressing shit you've ever seen? Go 
right? Um, nice. And the and the thing, the mistake they made. This leads into what you said earlier. Is like the danger they're in, right? Is like look what happened to that fucking franchise right after Empire. Like they drove it into the earth. They crashed the plane into the mountain. They're just like, whoa, it's a hit. Let's sell some toys right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dave said you got another. Oh, Sephora ad. Oh, interesting. Uh, Halloween Kills ad. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I do. I do <laughs> want to know well, one thing. Was uh, it was? I had a weird dream that last night. Oh, I was so dreaming. Did I. Yeah, I was dreaming that we were talking. We were doing some Martini Giant thing together. And we were having a conversation and we're talking about Amadeus, I think. And then we're talking about some of the actors. And we talked about the guy who played uh, Mozart in Amadeus. And I was trying to think. Tom Holtz. Tom Holtz. Yeah. I know. I know. But then I was trying to think of another movie he was in. And for some reason. (laughs) Yes. yes, Good, Eric. Excellent. (laughs) That's exactly what I was trying to think of. (laughs) And for some reason in my dream. I couldn't remember the name of Animal House, and I was like College House. Co- College I couldn't House. think Revenge of, of the Nerds. Like, it's National Lampoons, blah blah blah, and I couldn't think of what it was. Oh God, and I was, and and I was dreaming about trying to That's Google it. So oh, no. funny! You talk about. I had a really strange dream last night, and I was waiting in a movie line, and I said, "I'll wait." And then I realized I was waiting. I had tickets for four o'clock. And I'm waiting in the line for the 11 o'clock a.m. show. And I was like, oh, oh no. like halfway through. I'm like, wait a minute. And some girl in front of me is like, no, this is the, oh. so I walked around this like weird mall and to the ended up in a field and I got ice cream all over my shirt. And I was no, like, wait brother. a minute. It's you, a man. really strange film. I told my wife, she's like, I don't know why you told me this, but I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so strange. By the way, I just I, I, had a realization, uh, Chris, you're going to appreciate this. I always say yeah. whenever, whenever I, whenever I hear a story like that, I always go, Oh no. And I realized that I'm quoting Mike Birbiglia. I didn't even realize it. This is when oh, he goes, in, which, in which in which when he, when he goes, I don't think these guys are my friends. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I don't think these guys are my friends. Oh no, no. Sorry, I just the other one. The other one. He did. He did a whole special when he does what I should have said is. What? <laughs> <laughs> what Remember that one? Said, yes. What I should have said is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have said is nothing. Yeah. Oh, but instead of said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the carrying the bed story that's one of the funniest things i've literally ever oh heard. i'm gonna talk about the, <laughs> the, the 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 hooters girl that he meets yes up and yes, he, yes that yes. one was so yeah. funny what i should what said. i should have said was <laughs> no but yeah. i what i did say is yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, anyway so yes the uh, uh i i I see that the danger is extreme now. I think for uh, like the more more of a success Dune is, the more danger Denny Villeneuve is in because holy shit, do they want that money now? Like, yeah. Like, do you think if they used another director, you'll see it? You won't. I will, but like, I'm. It depends who the director is. You know, like my my interest will go up or down. If they if they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, um, Harmon uh, Corin. Oh, Harmony Crane? Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, no, I would see that one for sure. Like, how strange no one, would that be? That would be uh, if anyone has seen Gummo or, uh, oh, what's the, what's his new one with, uh, uh, 
oh god the spring you know spring if the safety brothers did it i would go safety brothers doing yeah i'd be down absolutely absolutely but yeah like if they if they Ooh, go i like that. to see that. i mean honestly i the person i want to see do dune is villeneuve i just sure. feel like i didn't get the full villeneuve you know what i mean <laughs> I, actually really like that. I, 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 I was a little I, disappointed I, at the ending i was waiting for like this this episode of Dune was sponsored by Ford. You know, it's the way she kind of looked away and was like, get the all new Dune Ford F-150. Tough enough for sand, tough enough for city. <laughs> but yeah, I think that like the, I think that the, you know, I would, I would like to see uh, Kelly Reichert's Dune, you know, like that would be, that would be fantastic. They're never going to hire these people. You know, like I would like to see, uh, you know, because even like fucking, it's like they're never going to hire David Fincher to make the, a Dune movie. Like his movies don't make any money; they make money later. Like all the all the great people make money later. You know, it's just like oh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Meh. All right, get some back to Netflix. <laughs> like that's how that stuff works. Yeah, yeah. But, but, disappointment. It's such a balance between art and commerce. But, that's it. But and it's really it's shameful because I feel like most of the past thirty years it's been commerce that kind of just wins out and yep. that's why you got to make things cheaper and mm-hmm. therefore it doesn't fucking matter that's one thousand percent right? yes absolutely right 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 then by the way there's only a hundred percent not a thousand it's a hundred ten <laughs> times i i agreed with you ten times hundred thousand okay. percent <laughs> yeah, no so so yes if you make things cheaper then you can do what you want to do and the fact is we can make things cheaper this mm-hmm. is my this has been my thing that i've been talking about Your for a long way. time now mm-hmm. it's my thing man uh i believe that we can make things cheaper and still deliver high quality content it doesn't have to cost as much as it does yep you can just and be that, smarter about it well because there's two there's two angles you sound like it. a studio exec trying to sell something well i had, yes I, I, maybe i am a studio exec <laughs> that's right <laughs> the, the, there's two there's two angles on it that one is that the expensive stuff is becoming way less expensive than things you can do yourself yeah. uh, yes like, and the the other is that audiences don't give a shit anymore they, like, well back to my complaint about the studio system the studio system is incentivized to make things more expensive yes because the more expensive they make it the more they make on the back end right yes. Because producers' fees are based on the expense of the movie. So mm-hmm. they're incentivized to make it more expensive so they can get a bigger producer fee. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I'd want to be a producer on a $200 million film because I'm going to make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Many of those right? millions will be my millions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? And I want to Because it's the two years of your life, but you'll make 200000 300000 well, No, sorry. $2 million, $3 million, $4 million, $5 million, right? Mm-hmm. A lot, right? And so... You know, but if you make an independent film, you're not gonna make that much money. So fuck it. Why invest in that stuff when I can go get a tax break and put it in my pocket? Yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, these are good deals. I understand why they're doing it. You know, and I think that they did did, like all that kind of stuff. Like, but if you break the wheel of the producer fee and you actually just make content and you mm -hmm. make it in a different way and you say fuck the studios, fuck the theaters, fuck all the Mm middlemen, then you've got a better way of then 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 screw it and then the fans will come to you. And, Aren't they and trying they, to do that? Like that's Netflix. Nope. Netflix is a studio. 
Netflix is a studio. studio they're they're controlling that more than yeah. they, but they're so still paying Fox, the producer back ends and all the other thing, yeah. right? So I mean, Netflix is, the, is a newer studio model, but they, they they're no, they're doing they're still doing all the normal fees that everyone does. They're just not based. They're the the overall budget is based on whatever they they want to pay for it, right? That's right. So, so they're, they're so, so they're not doing it. They're, they're not doing the theater back end bullshit that everyone else is dealing with. I know. So. We can talk yeah. about just the producers bringing up the budget in order to make more money with the DGA or P right. the Producers Guild of America. P but they're but they're controlling that. They're saying you know we're going to do it this much in this way. So in a way, they're attempting to put it in their own. Well, yeah. the like, yeah, like the positive things I can say about Netflix, and they're, they're pioneers in identifying what people want, right? Um, and it's in their best interest to figure out the nichiness of this stuff and how you can exploit maximum niche um, mm -hmm. through their algorithm. Um, and because their entire business model is selling subscriptions, that's it. Like that's that's all they're interested in doing. So they're not interested in like how uh, like the opening weekend for extraction like well extraction no. is one of the most like they give a shit it doesn't make any difference like this is long-term advertising does this break through into quadrants we didn't have before to get us new subscriptions that's it and it doesn't people don't even well, have to watch the fucking thing they just have to know uh, that they talk about this work with us. they talk about this on the verge all the time it's basically it's called the battle for the living room right mm -hmm. so the battle for the living room is attention on people what people are doing right and that that netflix is you know are you going to watch netflix today are you going to watch hulu today are you going to play fortnite today right right, <laughs> right? what are you going to do right as you pointed out before fortnite and netflix are business-wise the same thing competitors <laughs> they're competitors that's absolutely right? true i agree so so it's attention for it's it's the attention yeah or you're going to just watch youtube right because right. a lot of people just fuck it i'm just going to watch youtube Right. And sometimes people do both. Mm -hmm. They'll yeah. watch Netflix and YouTube mm -hmm. at the same time. Yep. Right. Netflix on the big screen, YouTube on a little screen. Yep. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I, I still don't, you know, that's, that's fine. But it's basically like that. How do you measure their success? It's really like how much attention people get in some ways. And yes, subscription is one of them, but you're less, if you continue to watch Netflix, you're less likely to unsubscribe. Right. Yes. And that's that's you know it's that's an op that's something that they have market as retention. Well. I think I may give you yeah, yeah. But that is that's to answer Musman's question. Like it's the you want to get and keep right. And the thing is that when you when you get somebody, you get them right. That you're like it's uh, Thor is in a new movie where he shoots guns and runs around you know in uh, Mumbai right. or whatever it is. And so you get the you, you get the description, and then uh, you keep on throwing out little nuggets so you don't give up the subscription and go to HBO. And that's it. Right. And like, and all, and those, those advertisements work the same way. It's like, please stay with us. Please stay with us. Please join us. Please join us. And, and what's like, weird is what's weird is also the other thing, because like you know, a lot of there's, there's a lot of old sitcoms that are on my TV playing constantly. Right. That's because that's what the kids want to watch. And they not, unfortunately, you know, they want to watch old Seinfeld episodes yeah, or whatever. These are, these are, these are Frasier, good, well-written things, you know, like fucking. But, Frasier, but if you think about it, there's like it, the, the 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 model that that is is like okay, come for Stranger Things, mm -hmm. but then stay for Seinfeld. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you'll watch yeah. Stranger Things once, right. but you'll watch Seinfeld. They we watch Seinfeld so much here for some mm -hmm. reason, yep. like, and that's the thing that's going on now. It'll change later, but uh, that's the thing. It's interesting.
Well, I mean, because uh, you, you, well, you show the difference between like when I, when I, what I watch, like during the day, like I don't watch that. I mean, while I'm working, I'm painting and I have something on, like right. I don't put on things that I haven't already seen a hundred times. I put on Mank again, like that's right. what I do, right? I put on the comforting thing that I know that I already love and I don't really have to pay attention to. That's the zone I need to be in. I can't think too hard. There's actually only a small window where I can watch something that's new and I can, that I'm looking at, you know, most of the time I want Frasier. Like that's filling my, that's filling that space while I'm doing something, cooking dinner, whatever it is. You know? Right. And, like, and so people want two different kinds of experiences when they talk about this stuff. So for every Roma, it's like, yeah, sure. You know, I subscribe to, to watch Roma. I love Coron. But realistically, I am watching the shit out of Supernatural. <laughs> like, right. Like that's the deal. That's what's keeping you. You like Supernatural. Love it. One of my favorite shows of all time. I can't even say that it's good. I can only say that I love it. I love The Wire, dude. The oh, wire's great. The wire's great. It's actually great. Like, holy shit. Talk but you have to pay writing. attention. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You I like to watch things that I don't have to pay attention to, yes. which is strange to say that. No, it's so it's like you don't want to think well, like you you're in the zone. You don't want to fucking think about stuff all the time. You want to be like See, living when in I'm the zoning and working, it's just music. I play music. Right. Right. Well, sure, that's uh, that's okay as do well. Do you have a particular do you have a particular thing that you're listening to? Like a, either a band or a style? That has put you I listen to I have so much stuff, but if I put on like this week, I did uh, a really really heavy rotation for uh, Sally Can't Dance, um, also uh, Coney Island Baby, all Lou Reed, and yeah. then New Sensations Lou Reed. Mm -hmm. I did I touched a little bit on VU Loaded, and then I did uh, Stones. Uh, all the um, and then Nick Cave, I listened to a lot, and yeah, and Nina Simone, yeah, yep. Nina Simone, Nick Cave, Lou Reed, yep. and um, I also love um, like uh, like old like like waltzes. <laughs> nice, that's cool. You know what I mean, if you yeah. play like old waltzes from the turn of the century, there's something really rhythmic about it, and you can just work because you want to get in the right. in the that zone. Da, 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 da. yeah right. bum, 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 bum. but yeah if you strauss da, 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 right da, da, da. all that stuff is just addictive but it's great because if you're just creating and visually creating you just want to be bouncing you know because yep. i'll go here i'll go there i'll go back and, uh, and you and the day goes yeah you're, um, you're yeah. surfing in your mind you're like you're yeah, just if like, i put on music that. i listen to like a a podcast on, i actually uh, put on blade runner 2049 a lot because yeah, it is to me it's it's like the, it's right, like right. music to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%, 100%. is awesome but i listen like i listen if i listen to stuff it'll be like ethereum uh mm -hmm. dap university which is you know like a ethereum podcast or stuff like that so i can get news right but other than that I, if i watch a show i'm like watching the show and then two hours have gone by i'm like oh i gotta step yeah, i told you what uh, i told you what brady told us like he's decided to start doing his homework with music for the like he said i'm gonna play music while i'm doing my homework and he and said did it help he said he said you know what you know what i figured out and he goes what and he goes willie nelson is better than dubstep yeah, <laughs> yeah he is yeah, an old man yeah it's a, it's a blanket statement i gotta agree with him on that but yeah like, <laughs> yeah because like when i when i get when, when i need to get into the zone on something like hardcore if i need to be working like long hours on a, on a single project like i will put on i'll find an album and i'll put the album on repeat for like 14 hours straight out yeah you know, and I'll just let it ride. You know what's weird? And by the way, I want to say hi to Jesus. Is uh, has joined us, so thanks for joining Jesus. us. Jesus. Jesus. Um, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> it's I. It's 
So I have, I, and this is really speaks to my personality in some ways, which is, which is a little bit strange. I always like things that are not usual. Like I like things that are out of the norm, right? I always buy, like when I was in, when I was in uh, a runner, right. And I was uh, doing running, everyone, everyone was wearing uh, Nike Pegasus. That was the thing back in the, you know, late nineties in terms of running shoes, Nike Pegasus, everyone was wearing them. Right. And to me, that's like the fucking iPhone of shoes. Like I needed to get something different. Right. I wanted to buy a different shoe. So I had these weird shoes that I would always buy by Sockenies and strange book shoes and all those different things. And everyone were like, why are you wearing those shoes? I was like, well, they were, first of all, they're, they're, they're good too, but it's just like, I had to buy something that is out, outright out different right and so with music it's like i uh spotify somehow has gotten these they make these playlists for you called discovery of the week and these are it seems to be music that's like well you like this so you might like this because it's tangentially you know it's right. an algorithm for sure right. but it's tangentially interesting to you but it's certainly it, most of it is movie uh, music i haven't heard before mm -hmm. even right. from bands i've never heard of mm -hmm. before and they know that i like that because they keep giving it to me every freaking week they give me weird stuff and i get excited it's like oh this is really good so now like every time i uh, like something that i haven't heard or I, I hit the like button right and i i do that because it goes into another playlist of things that I've liked. Right. And mm -hmm. so I did that. And then I go through all the songs of the songs that I liked in my, in my Spotify list. And I make another playlist of things that I thought were super good out of these things. And mm -hmm. then now I listen to that and I don't like it as much. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. Right? So I've gone yeah. through several layers of filtering of me like, Oh, this is really good. And I was like, yeah, I've heard it too many times. I don't like it anymore. Right. And it's like strange. Like somehow the 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 discovering of something new is more interesting to me than the enjoyment yeah, of the song. You are still very of a young mindset. That's very interesting. That's so I don't know they, if that's what it is, or it's just me wanting to like I, you know? actually, I think like this is I think they have done studies on this. Like there's a certain especially with music, like people sort of lock their tastes in at around if 30 years old. Like that's when you're like, this is the shit that I like. I'm just going to listen to this for the rest of my life. And then slowly you pay less and less and less attention. And like, I am, I, I escape that slightly because I get most of my music from movies. Like yeah. uh, I will, I'll be like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I like the scene, the way this is used. Then I will explore what that is and I'll, and that'll come into my life. But I no longer right. look for new bands. Like that's, yeah. that's something I've, I oh, I'm, I'm constantly up. looking for new bands. I like right. looking for new bands. Uh, I'm not totally blown away a lot, but particularly rock bands. But mm -hmm. here's the thing about music is that, uh, first of all, Dan, I would love for you to write this down. I want you to listen. It's one of my favorite albums. All right. and it's called Songs for Drella. I'm going to write that down right now. I can't tell you how much I've loved that. I will take this uh, as Chris uh, introduced me to one of my favorite albums, which is uh, uh, Lubbock. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, terrific. Uh, yeah, Chris too. If you, I don't, I know you might not dig it though, Chris. Are you guys on but Spotify? The, do you guys have Spotify accounts? Yes. You, you don't, Dan? I do not. Okay. I mean, I have well, like I, a, can, I have a generic Spotify account. I don't pay for Spotify. Okay. Well, songs. I can at least I can share. I mean, you can listen to it with ads, I guess. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So I will I will send some weird some playlists of some of the stuff I think it'd be let's all do that let's and all exchange some playlists totally songs for Drella and if I can just finish did yeah. Brian Eno did uh -huh. the music for the first one and I forgot mm. and he works with a, a producer that I is one of my I've seen him 
in private shows for like 14 times and uh, Daniel Lenoir, but a lot of that music sounds like Apollo. And you know what? He did that right before he went to work on Unforgettable Fire. Yeah, it's right. That's correct. Yeah, that's so right. there are we these should... tonal shifts in the first mm -hmm. Dune. The mm -hmm. tonal shifts at certain points, they use Eno music. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, wait a minute. He must yeah. have played this. That shit. But it's also noted that it was written by Toto as well. Yeah. Toto well, yeah, it's, it's, it's Brian, that, Brian, it's, Brian Eno no, is credited for a single bit of music in Dune. One that, track. Right. Yes, it is the great track. track. <laughs> it is that, the great track. That's the track. The that prophecy sounds, If you go and listen yeah. to an album called Apollo, mm -hmm. which Apollo uh -huh. is incredible. Yeah. Apollo 13 or Apollo 11 or something, he does with Daniel and Watt in 82. Yep. Then they go off and they do, he does this, I guess, and then they go off and do Unforgettable, Unforgettable Fire. Fire. Yeah. You know, who should have written the soundtrack as Frank Stallone should have done the soundtrack. Oh, well, that too. goes, this is my one criticism of Villeneuve's Dune is where was the Frank? <laughs> yes. Let, where was the Frank? Yeah, and the, the Paul's theme that, oh, that Stallone wrote, it's like, you know, reach for the best, you can be the best, you can ride the sandworm. Nobody, everyone ride, else is a robot, the you're the only success. person that ride, yes. ride the sandworm. You're yeah. a narcissist, it's the best. <laughs> Don't eat the sand. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it is it. strange, it's like, uh, uh, Connor mentioned that, like, you know, where was Sting? Like, it's true. Like, Sting didn't actually have a. Normally, when you have a big person like, you know, a rock star, and they'll have at least one song in the thing, then right, Sting did not. Right. I would love, I wish that Sting now would score dune like where like with like with his oh his new, i can't like, stand sting anymore <laughs> no, because like every single anthropology would be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you ever hear that like i forgot who wrote this it really made me from the guy was like every anthropology looks like the manger that zoe deschanel was born in that's <laughs> one of the best things i've ever heard but yeah yes, like, let's all wear a, a, a you know a potato sack and yeah, just exactly. like <laughs> a cloth crab net yeah, that's nice. Anyway, the uh, uh, but yeah, to 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 bring it, the Eno's theme in in Lynch's Dune is was it's great, in, absolutely incredible. And like, I'm a Eno fan, like Eno fan in general. Like uh, another Green World is is great. Yeah, is the is a is one of the two or three greatest albums I've ever heard in my entire life. It's just like that connects to every you know every port that I have in the back of my head. Like that plugs right in. Uh, but Prophecy theme is like. You know, you can tell the difference between the prophecy theme and God bless Toto, the rest of the well, music. Well, guys, Toto, <laughs> hey, just so you know, Toto was a tight. The Picaros, uh, they were tight. You know, they made a lot of money because they, they were the band on uh, Thriller. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so right. they also wrote Human Nature. So they, that was like great was, band, great band. Like, but as a as a studio band, they were super tight. Yeah, but 100%. they I, they did nothing for me. It was like oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they're, like they're total. Pro I'm not gonna slide because I actually do like Toto. Like, no. I like I like I like that stuff. That's good, like pop fun stuff. And they're total nope. pros. They were they like you you hear that music run up against Brian, you know, and you're like. Whoa! <laughs> like it was an issue, well, got a downshift. <laughs> Get yeah. the clutch. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, is this also noted? He says he feels some callbacks to Prophecy Seam and Zimmer's soundtrack, and that's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. And the same exact thing happened in the the Blade Runner thing, right? Yes. Blade Runner twenty four nine definitely. Well, they make a thing out of it. Play, that pays them pays homage to right. to the to the to the other one, but in right. a very interesting way where it like. 
bends and twists yeah you know like it, it like it almost intentionally makes a weird disappointing version right uh, so because that that's when, what's going on that's what's going on <laughs> exactly that's why that like he's he's like we need to come up with something that's still great but is like you can't stop thinking about blade runner and then when they finally let it be what it wants to be then it's beautiful. Right. And it's really actually I had this discussion with uh, 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 my eldest daughter. It's like the uh, we were watching Little Shop of Horrors, right? Which I love. It's a great Halloween movie, also. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Little Shop of Horrors. I love the musical. I love everything about it. Um, but there's a uh, the woman who plays the female lead is named Ellen Green, and uh, she plays the sort of like ditzy blonde who falls in love with Seymour, et cetera, et cetera. And what really mesmerized me is like she spends more than half of that uh, musical singing and she's a great singer, right? And she's singing super, super well, but she is on purpose singing much worse than she can until the moment when her character opens up as a character and then she belts it out like she knows how. And it's incredibly emotional. And for an actor to be like, I'm gonna hold back. We're gonna intentionally give you the B plus so you feel the A plus hit, right? And uh, like that's the 2049 experience. It's just like B plus, B plus, B plus, B plus. You made me think Ding. of a movie. It's a good point, but you made me think of a movie, Little Voice. I love that. Oh film. yeah, right, right. Yeah, it just where it's, yeah, it just hits you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I was, uh, I was, I, I think that uh, uh, everyone really, I, I really, really love the soundtrack to this new Dune. I think it's excellent. Um, I give more, I give almost more credit to the overall sound design. The like, sound design is the sound design. Like 2049 sound design. I saw it in yeah. the theater. It was it's like just, blowing me away. It's just incredible. I think that, that, like, I like Zimmer a lot, and I think he does uh, some of his best work in this thing. But, like, the actual, what, like, the world building that the sound design is doing in this movie and filling out that space is yeah. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, if, if whoever that was doesn't, get the oscar for it then the last vestige of honesty about the oscars the oscars is, <laughs> is, is the oscars are, don't mean as much yeah. yeah yeah it's out no it's out you know what's in the emmys just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah the emmys are in as it was fun have. going to the emmys yeah, I um you were going to say the tonys the tonys the tonys <laughs> the tonys that's it i think yeah. Dune with a tony maybe that, that musical Dune. Get it back in there. Get Frank. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. I hate every ape I see from chimpanzee. I play it for my daughter. That song. I bet you know that song, Jesus. That's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, no, I think I think that the like every Dune is one of the like to dip into my incredibly glowing review. Like Dune is what even if you just like I'm not even going to pitch go to see it in the theaters. I'm like, please, please do. It's amazing. But if you only see it on HBO, that is one of the like one of the best made films I have ever seen on every level. Like the design is perfect. The music is incredible. The actors are great. Like everything is just like everybody. Like nobody's carrying anybody else's baggage in that thing. Like. It is just I, extraordinary. I, I think it was it a did, beautiful movie. I think it, really it was a beautiful well, film. It didn't fulfill film. me emotionally. 
Yes, but I find okay. the fragrance dune fulfills <laughs> me Right. Just, just so put you know. a wedge of melange right up the nose. Yeah. Right what, 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 Tarsim? Like it has a little bit of oh a Tarsim feeling to Tarsim. it. Yeah. Tarsim. We moments. didn't have a white horse in the desert, but other yeah, than that. Moments. I, I'm a big fan of at least 12% of the cell. I well, Tarsim's it. stuff is absolutely gorgeous, but it's like a little bit. <laughs> Well, so it's both it's both deep and shallow at the same time <laughs> I, I, I obviously i don't have the same feelings towards dune in this regard but i understand what you're saying yes like and it's and it's certainly the kind of movie that like if you're not get if you're not getting the emotional sort of connection with then it will be more of a you know just a, just, a, a visionary thing as opposed to an emotional. i'm gonna put it this way i have to see the i'm gonna have to withhold judgment until i see the rest and the the problem i have is I have to fucking see the rest before I can say anything. Yeah, and, and that's it's going to be three years, right? It's going to be like that's 2022. I thought 2023, oh, 23. Yeah, 23. Okay. So two years. So two yeah. years. It's going to be like and that's. I can wait two years. I'm not. That's you know. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. But it's like with me. Like I'm not going to watch all of Succession until all of Succession. Oh. Is out. I'm just I not going to do tell it. Tell you, I love Succession. Of I watched course. the first the two from the season. Yeah. It's my favorite show. I, ah, it's I incredible. That's one of the very. That's one of the very best shows. It's certainly like of the top two or three shows uh, on TV, and it growing into one of my favorite. I'm shows watching the Queen's Gambit too. Oh, that's great. That's a that's a great one. That's like a perfect that. miniseries, man. That's like that defines miniseries for me. Well, apparently, that's, people think I'm uh, like Alan is not. Doesn't think I'm. I'm being. I should have more faith in the system, and that Eric should put <laughs> shut me up. Wait <laughs> <laughs> no. a what, what's uh, going on here? That's all. It's still checking on the chat. Are you following the chat, chat Eric? <laughs> Shut this fool up. Yeah. Hey, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Okay, but we can look. start with uh, uh, every, everything's better with dubstep. Go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Listen. Uh, so I'm wondering. It's been two hours and 22 minutes, um, and I'm wondering if it'd be cool if we stopped a little early that's right because uh no no because uh we actually are gonna have some uh uh people over tonight uh and i gotta help karen she's been doing a lot of uh decorating stuff so oh, um, nice. gonna... it's been a little halloween soiree yeah well i got you know, oh i gotta show you that i got that projector i gotta show you uh, oh dude that sounds incredible like you said that projector? and i immediately looked up projectors so i was like that sounds so good. so there's yeah. a brand of projectors now that's really big that you've never heard of and mm -hmm. they're it's a chinese brand and they're called x x gimi x g i m i whatever uh, and i've got one of theirs and i gotta tell you it's like this is freaking good 4k uhd the, home projector there no i didn't do the 4k one no I did a, oh, I did an eight. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It must be insane. Yeah. There's some Where that are crazy. On? Well, I'm projecting on my garage door <laughs> for now. Hey, I can do it anywhere. Really. I have a project. I have a screen for outside if right. I want to, but I'm just like, let's just play it on the garage door. The, this solves yeah. the fact that these things exist solves all of my theater problems. Like theaters can just go That's away right. as That's long right. as like, they do this. Noise. Okay. <laughs> so thing. Thing. Headphones. You're good. Yeah. The the the, the, the you need it to be bright. This one is technically 300 lumens, but it still looks pretty darn bright to me. I'm pretty surprised. But they make them up to 2,000 lumens, which is 
crazy. That's insane, dude. Okay, yeah. so this, so this is the this is what I want then in the future. I'm getting a picture of what will make me happy in the future. Is I want uh, AR glasses that create a sense of a theater around me that I'm projecting an actual projector onto a wall in my house, and I'm wearing earphones that I'm connected to say 50 friends, and I can hear right. them all cheering and laughing. What about the I'm chewing watching. of the popcorn? Uh, yeah, and the cell phones. That's also cell a big phone. thing. They can have yeah. AR cell phones that show up in my vision, and then I have to throw and then people going, shh. Right. But they can also well, turn into a video game where I can actually throw rocks. I can buy a bag of rocks and throw it at people that do that, and I uh, don't go to jail. I think that we. And then Dave through D says, until projectors can actually break uh, physics and actually uh, and actually project the color black, I'm not buying. <laughs> That's very interesting you say that, Dave, because you know where you see projectors all the time movie theaters <laughs> i am i am overwhelmed by like i because like this is i movie I, theaters I, that's the problem with movie theaters is like they can make them they can't make them too bright because otherwise it'll make the room too bright yeah, and it'll, it'll light up the room and you'll have a great room the yeah, exactly. right yeah. so so I'm that's okay been that. the, i'm okay with that yeah the, the the like i don't i uh i i agree like actually my my problem with digital projection is that when it's uh, when it's not uh good enough like it, it really feels like you're just sitting close to a tv and that's mm. unple that's unpleasant. You know, you can right. see like you can well, see you know what they're doing now. and stuff like that. And I do not like. Do you know what they're building now? Is giant LED walls as screens. Yeah, yeah. like and that's then a you better get idea. True, yeah. that's a better idea. You get true black. Yeah, no, no, they are. They the. I saw a picture OLED? today. OLED. Yeah, not OLED. You don't want to do OLED. OLED can't get bright enough. Yeah, but essentially uh, that that idea, right? Just yeah. LED, where every L, it's a, just a bunch of teeny 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 tiny leds of every yeah. color that's and what the basically the mandalorian uh, thing is all about yep. and jesus you're absolutely right theaters will go led because i saw a picture from uh uh eric hansen saying this will be the future of theaters and i'm pretty sure it was led panels sure yeah. so is that, that massive 360 one i don't know but anyway I mean, I'm it, into it that. I, I, like, I'm not. I have no. I have no romance about the technology. I wanted to. Yeah. I want it to be physically big because that's that makes an emotional difference to me. I want to be sitting with a bunch of people that are there to watch it with, with me, and uh, and I want to have that kind of communal experience. Like this. The, the, however, that's satisfied. The, the, the projectors. The projectors that I. You know, the reason I have projectors is not necessarily for uh, something very important to me. Like, sure. if I really want it to be big and important. I'm going to sit in front of my OLED 4K TV with the soundbar, <laughs> right? right? right, and right, that, right. that thing is, it is it, you know, it's, no, it's not as big as the projector, but right. I can get close enough and it will be plenty good. What right? if they came up with one of those projectors that you put in, it comes in the front of your, your Tesla and you just sit in your car in front of your garage door? Oh, I'm going to do that for sure. Yeah. And you can control right. everything. Just, yeah, right just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that's a nice uh, idea. Uh, uh, but I think that there's a, uh, uh, to me, it's the projector is, Let's go and project Ghostbusters on the garage door and have fun with popcorn. You know what I mean? That's sure. that's fun. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Uh, yeah, mean Girls, another good candidate for that kind of stuff. Yeah, we actually we in our in our old place that we stayed in, we would uh, we set up a, a projection on the on the roof and had a little uh, rooftop uh, theater party. You know, it's very good to watch on Netflix. I thought was horrible bosses i forgot how funny that was <laughs> That's oh my god i want to watch that That's but funny, I, like so okay funny. let me ask you this real, you're real drag quick, racing with a prius he's like you you drive a prius 100 miles per hour the cop says he's like he's like i'm a professional drag racer he's like but in a prius and he's like <laughs> i never win <laughs> i never win, I never win. <laughs> hey, uh 
it's great question about horrible bosses brady keeps asking to watch it because he knows it's a comedy and it's got a lot of people that he enjoys in it yes too much too adult right a little bit jennifer aniston's role is a little bit oh right right, right. yeah a little heavy day yeah i would say that sorry brains but yeah that's true i think that's probably true unless you just cover his ears and eyes like at that time I'd say taxi driver first, then horrible. Yeah, bosses. I think yeah. that's probably a good progression. Depending, I mean, it's bad lieutenant, taxi bad driver. lieutenant, exactly. Yeah, bad lieutenant first, then roll roll gently into taxi driver. Yeah, that's good. okay. Yeah, that's probably best. And Hellraiser. Sounds good. <laughs> Hellraiser, yeah. I did not like. Oh, Hellraiser is amazing, and I agree with you. Last house on the left. <laughs> Last house on the left. Thanks, yeah, Jesus, yeah, for that. Absolutely. Hey, man, I think you, uh, Jesus, uh, you and Dave 3D uh, and I all agree on Last House on the Left, and probably I'm going to say the remake of The Hills Have Eyes was particularly amazing. I was a, I'm a giant, giant fan of that one. That's one of the. If you're looking for a good horror movie to watch this weekend. The remake of Hills Have Eyes is just the vanishing. Crazy. Vanishing. Ooh, what, uh, let's see if we saw uh, that was. Interesting. Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, doesn't like matter. it's 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 Halloween weekend. Is there any Halloween recommendations you want to make just before we uh, we close? Up you know what I we watched with Karen early this morning because what we've been doing with the kids have been staying up late, and so Karen and I get up at seven in the morning and we watch horror films because it seems to be the better time instead of waiting for the kids to go to bed to watch horror films. We watch them early in the morning with coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh yeah, and nice. and I haven't seen that in a while. Time and it, it uh, I'm very curious. We we should probably do a, a, a an episode on that one because that film has a lot of that was at a cusp of change, right? It was all shot yeah. in DV camera, yeah. it had a style that was different. It That's was right. you know uh, the the and zombies really were dirty different. DV, dirty dirty DV, dirty dirty DV, and yeah. weird artifacts all yeah. over the place, all over the place, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that stuff. And uh, I like, and I think it's there's there's all the like I feel the same way about Collateral and to the to an effect, um, uh, Public Enemies, also by Michael Mann, which Dave 3D I know worked on, and like I love like there's a whole there's this one window of filmmaking where you're never going to see that again, like digital is only going to get better, and I'm sorry Christopher Nolan, it will surpass film eventually. It's not quite there, but it's almost there, and another five years it's going to, and that's how it is. But there's a great window when they were making big budget movies with the shittiest cameras you've ever seen in your life. And it's one of my favorite fucking zones. 28 days later. Highly agree. Highly, highly. Chris agree. Nolan makes a shit ton of money for Photochem though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's right. Because it's the last <laughs> lab that actually produces it, that actually develops yeah, that film. the Chris Nolan that's company. Right. I'm surprised he doesn't own that thing. Oh my God. <laughs> he probably has like, yeah. Yeah. A, a stake in it. Nistifer yeah. Krolin. This is the CAO? I can't believe it. Yeah, no, the, yeah. <laughs> like I, I think that uh, I, I, I understand his. Like, here's the difference between me and Tarantino and Christopher Nolan is that I love what film looks like because it still, still looks better than uh, the best uh, video. But they believe, yeah, your really, love of the art. No, it's just like that. I think it. I think it is like at the top of its game. Film still is the most flexible, most beautiful medium. That said, it's going to be surpassed, and I don't give a shit. Like I want it to be great. I want it to be, whatever it is, however you shoot it, I want it to be great. And then Tarantino and Nolan don't feel that way. They want it to be film. And having that kind of romanticization of technology is not my bag. Like yeah. make it look fucking awesome. That's your job. That's it. However you do it. Yep. Indeed. All right. I'm going to wrap it up again. Like I said, uh, I need to. Uh... <laughs> I need to do some party prepping work. Um, Halloween it up. 
Halloween my, my Halloween recommendation, my by the way, is both seasons of Mindhunter. <laughs> both seasons of Mindhunter. Okay. Back to back, right. starting tonight. <laughs> right. Hey, right. didn't I say uh, we should put do a movie connection? What did I say? It was. Uh, what are you talking about? Do a movie connection? We are, that's all we beast. do. That's... No, no, no! Come on, Chris, stop. <laughs> Kramer Take versus it. Kramer versus Predator no, versus Alien. I was. It was uh, the cul-de-sac. And oh yes, that's sexy right. beast. And sexy beast. The oh, the cul-de-sac. That's that's a good that's, one. Uh, that's uh, 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 Roman Polanski, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a nice combo. That's a nice combo mm-hmm. right there. Okay, so the, we already said at the beginning of the episode, but please send us your suggestions as uh, stuff you'd like us to cover. Uh, you can yep. hit us up at uh, uh, Twitter uh, at, at MartiniGiant, and you can hit us at Instagram at uh, Martini underscore Giant. You can email us uh, at podcast at MartiniGiant.com. You can go to Facebook, which is backslash MartiniGiant, and you can uh, talk to us there. Twitter is the most accessible one for us uh, yep. for because it works best on my phone, basically. But and don't please... forget... Don't forget to go to martinijack.com and check out our Threadless store there. Buy a mug. Yeah, there's going to be uh, new and, stuff coming. And let us know if there's stuff you want because it's a Threadless store. We can make whatever the hell you whatever want. Whatever you want, we will make if, it. Uh, Jesus Payaso, if you want a specific mug for that's designed for you, let us know and Eric will make it happen. My mic went uh, live while we were doing that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> How do you like the mic? Uh, except that it just fell into my lap. I love it. It's great. So I'm going to do the All rest right. of this like I'm singing for uh, Coldplay. Uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. You guys ready? Let's do it. Drink. Huh. Drink. Drink.